I'm gonna need you to go ahead and start the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Superhero Fatigue. I'm your host, Christian Cook, joined by my co-hosts. Jacob Helker. Ren Malone. And this week, we're closing out the MCU Phase 1 with arguably the best movie in the first phase, The Avengers. Arguably. Arguably. Yeah. An argument can be made. I I will be making that argument during the recording of this podcast. Certainly, for me, at least, the most enjoyable of the movies. Hmm. Well, I... We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Dude, look, we'll this talk is about my that. nerd wet dream come to life on screen. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, the hype surrounding the Avengers whenever it came out, which, mind you, this movie, it lives up. Oh, yeah. It totally lives up to all the hype that it laid down. Absolutely. Which is rare, especially for superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it was pretty unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. This is, for me, I've consistently called this one of the most important movies of the 2010s for sure the first one of its kind you took it's right up there it's on par with 12 years a slave um suicide squad (laughs) i would call it even more important than 12 years a slave but less important than suicide squad let's not get crazy suicide squad defined a generation and that generation was very bad which movie (laughs) do you think samuel l jackson would choose as more important 12 years a slave or the avengers I don't think Samuel L. Jackson gives a shit. Yeah, I really. <laughs> on the one probably hand, this one because he's in it. The, uh, that's what I think. Too. Yeah, not to mention Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I don't know how much he how much he can care about race relations since he works so consistently with Quentin Tarantino, an actor known for being <laughs> kind of a little bit of a racist and letting himself say the n-word in pretty much every production he's ever done not quentin not uh uh django unchained he made sure he cast himself as the one white person who says blackie instead of the (laughs) n-word i know man it's like i don't get me wrong i I like quentin tarantino's work but when you've got the n-word that consistently in your films i feel like there might be a little something more there maybe you know, he wants maybe? to be black maybe he doesn't hate black people <laughs> he just wishes he could say the word he's like g easy a little bit is he just g- wishes is, he could pop off with it is g easy white yeah what very white 100 percent white yes he's he's quite white yeah oh he's like Dwight but don't Shute, tell him right. that no don't <laughs> You'll break his little heart. Either way, we're not here to judge G. Easy or Quentin Tarantino or Samuel L. Jackson. Well, we're just Samuel here to have L. a Jackson good time. A we are bit. here to judge Samuel L. Jackson. That's true. In we, fact. Can, we can judge him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this movie. Where do we start, Ryan? Um, well, we start with me stifling a cough. I'll probably be doing that a lot throughout this episode. Everybody yeah. in uh, everybody in my house is sick again after getting over being sick. I'm sick. Yeah, Ren is sick. My fiance, who lives with us, is sick. It's been fun. Yeah, I don't know if Christian Christian's raising his hand like he wants to say something, but no, I'm just, I was just gonna say I'm sick too. Oh, you don't live here, Christian. I know, but I'm don't still... try to don't intrude on our household affairs. We're a different kind of sick than Christian. <laughs> Christian, Christian, you're ill. We're sick. I sleep in the crawl space when no one's around. We don't have a crawl space. Ren, where where does the movie start? <laughs> All right. Uh, the movie opens explaining the Tesseract, which if you've listened to our, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, you'll know all about that, but it's basically this cube 
that's blue and glowy and it's it's the MacGuffin for this movie. Yeah. I like to call it Blue Beam in the Sky's house. Pretty much. Like yeah. that's where he lives. I was going to say in case you were beam wondering. Beam in the big blue house. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. In case you were wondering, will that beam escape the cube and rocket itself into the sky, piercing the clouds with lightning? The answer is, you bet your ass it will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, our uh, our favorite character shows up yet again. And there's a quick, like, it's weird how it's edited because it's mm-hmm. mostly black but every once in a while you see like a flash of a character, um, this alien that's leading this group of aliens that have never been mentioned before in these movies and hardly have anything to do other than show up and provide a giant action set piece. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're a plot, they're a plot piece for sure, but, and you get, I think a first look at Thanos. No, that's not till uh, the end of the movie. Well, he's but you do see him at the beginning, like his throne floating, and he's sitting in it. You know oh. he's pre. Well, okay, so astute yeah, I guess geeks you do. will kind of assume he's present. Well, no, not even that. Nobody knew that was Thanos. Oh, no kidding. Uh, the servant guy, the other is mm-hmm. his name, I think, was made for these movies. Oh. He didn't exist in the comic book. So him being Thanos at the end of the movie was like a big thing at the so time. So maybe I need to be a more astute geek. Cool. Anyway, they explain that the Tesseract is on Earth and that humans are learning to sort of wield its power to a certain degree. And so they want to go and get it. Uh, Little do they know that this is a part of a bigger plan for the big bad. Um, Anyway, and then we cut to S.H.I.E.L.D. base where uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., if you haven't listened to our other episodes, is this government organization here on Earth that's sort of... uh, overseeing all of the superheroes and stuff. I, I think of, I watched you try to think of the acronym real quick, but I, I think no, I saw no. you begin the S. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try it. Um, <laughs> Strategic something. Know. Homeland IED. And at E-L-D. S.H.I.E.L.D. base, uh, Coulson is there, Agent Coulson, who's shown up in all these movies, and he's kind of helped uh, assemble the, the uh, roll call for the Avengers. Maria Hill is there too. She's another high-ranking Shield member. Mm-hmm. She's sort of the right-hand man to Nick Fury, yeah. who um, is Samuel L. Jackson. He shows up in a helicopter and he's got the big flowy trench coat going on. He looks like Samuel L. Jackson playing Nick Fury. Yeah, he, yep. he, yeah, Just he really Sam does. Sam Jackson with an eye patch. Yeah, he definitely brings. He, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I like Samuel L. Jackson in this movie, and I think he did a good job. He definitely brings a Samuel L. Jackson uh, aura to this role. A oh, lot. Yeah. where yeah. I wouldn't, where I honestly, I wouldn't have imagined. One. He looks like Sam Jackson as Shaft with an eye patch. <laughs> That's exactly what he That's looks like. That's a great like. description. It's perfect. And uh, so he gets there, and they're briefing him on the situation with the Tesseract. This is where the Tesseract is being kept. And uh, lately, it's been acting up. It's been putting off uh, energy discharges and stuff and low, lamb- low levels of gamma radiation. And he talks Ooh. to Selvig about the Tesseract, and uh, <coughs> who tells him that it's giving off these camera radiation bursts and he's like nothing nothing harmful or something and nick fury's like uh gamma radiation can be harmful guys guys <laughs> they're teasing wolverine right <laughs> no that's that's no this was actually them teasing the electra reboot oh awesome 
no, for anyone who is a comic book nerd, you'll know gamma radiation is what created the Hulk. Yeah, right away. And uh, up above, nearby, Hawkeye watches from his nest, uh. which keep your little your little bird humor out of these movies, please, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, don't get me wrong. There are birds that are badass for being birds, like eagles, hawks. They're cool. Hawks are cool. Birds are not badass. They're not. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I'm believe, not afraid of a bird. <laughs> I believe the exact line said by Selvig is your little bird. He is in his nest. Yes. And Hawkeye is up above and he's just got his arms crossed around a bar. Yeah. He's just anyway. standing on a walkway and he he's clutching uh, a bar with his feet talons. <laughs> <laughs> Pooping on the pooping on everybody below. Nick Fury, Nick Fury, his parking spot is actually right under the nest. It's it's real unfortunate. (laughs) Um, And then suddenly Loki, uh, Thor's brother from the Thor movie, he's kind of the main villain of this movie for the most part. He terminators onto the scene from the other side of space through a dimensional gateway created with the Tesseract. I was disappointed briefly that it wasn't Robert Patrick and it was just Tom Hiddleston. I know. And honestly, and Tom Hiddleston, he even kind of Terminator poses like that, yeah, he does. that head down kind of slow look up thing. And it was very got, Terminator. He's got the dumbest smile on his face when he looks up to it's supposed to be this menacing look, but he's just got a big giant grin. Yeah. It, <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to hang out. And it looks completely <laughs> silly. I'm I know. Tom. Yeah, it looks like a uh, it's like a. Uh, What's his name? Clockwork Orange. Alex uh, Alex DeLarge, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he does like that, like look down and then look up and kind of menacingly grin at the camera. It's like that's what it's trying to do. It's kind of a trope for villains to do. Yeah, in yeah but Tom Hiddleston, he's got kind of soft features. And so he just looks like a creep. He doesn't look scary. He looks creepy. He looks yeah. like the guy from Gotham who plays what's essentially the Joker. Oh, yeah. God. Which, if you want to talk about stupid shows with bad acting, my God. Oh, man. Yeah, Ren and I, we have we sat on my couch and just watched a, watched a montage of all of the terrible moments of him acting. Ugh. It's so, I, yeah, I feel like he is so overappreciated in that role. He is. I've <laughs> heard a lot of show. fans say that he's like the best live action version. Give me a break. It's it's garbage. I know. It's just, he's like a, he's like that kid in high school who like wrote, like he saw the Jim Carrey movie, the number 23. So he wrote the number 23 all over his arms because he thought it made him look edgy and like That's crazy. That's exactly who hey, he is. Hey, hey. I did that, and it wasn't that weird. <laughs> but you did it for that exact reason. Like people are gonna think I'm mysterious and kind of cru- kind of kooky. Well, because I'd be sitting there in they eighth didn't. grade earth science, <laughs> and I'd like pretend to black out and just start writing the number twenty three oh all God. over myself. And then I'd shake my head a little bit and look at everyone and go, "What happened?" Oh my! And it wasn't that weird, <laughs> man. He's speaking as himself. Not as anybody else who witnessed this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Christian, I think you're the only one who didn't think that that was that weird because even you describing it to me makes me makes a little me freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Made my butthole tighten up a little bit. <laughs> Happy I could do that for you, man. <laughs> Thank you. We're very concerned about each other's buttholes here at Superhero <laughs> Fatigue. Um, Loki also, he looks like he's on crack or something because he's got these dark circles yeah, under like his eyes. He's drunk out. He looks like somebody. 
like his husband beat him a week before and it's just like starting to kind of go away yeah you can still see the black eyes yeah i think uh he's supposed to have like in my opinion or from what i can tell he's supposed to have like a haggard like the bad like the dark it's that influence Anakin of the... skywalker i'm turning evil yeah it's dark, that dark yeah. influence it's that dark influence kind of like oh it's starting to be reflected in my physical appearance but yeah he just looks bad he kind of looks like he needs a shelter <laughs> yeah he like a woman's shelter yeah he looks like he hasn't eaten in days <laughs> he needs he needs a comfy little cube to go live in for a bit um so he fights off some shield agents pretty immediately um and he takes control of hawkeye's mind and a few others including it, selvig yeah he's got this uh it's a spear i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. uh he's got this spear that he'll like tap it on somebody's chest like right above their heart and their eyes will turn very bright blue and then he controls them i guess yeah they do that the eyes turn completely pupil like yeah. it's all black for a second and then they go really light blue well i mean there is an explanation for why that happens. It's not. I. I don't think that. I don't have an issue with why it happens. Uh, I think it looks kind of goofy. Oh, but... it's kind of like you see it in every modern PG thirteen horror movie where someone's got all black eyes, and it's supposed to be terrifying. But it's just like <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, this again. But didn't really... you mean to say supernatural? Where everyone's got all black eyes. Same thing. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it PG-13 was... PG-13 horror. It was probably more intimidating whenever it happened the first time and not whenever it happened 18 times in the Amityville Horror 6. Yeah. The new blood or whatever. The new blood. The newer blood. <laughs> the newer blooder. Newest and bloodiest. <laughs> the newest bloodiest. <laughs> Amityville 87. Um, We're going back to their roots this time. <laughs> Ren's not laughing at that joke. He's coughing. Yep, just coughing. It's like a cough I can't stifle. It just keeps coming back, and it's so annoying. Uh, but Fury tries to take off with the Tesseract. He and uh, Loki exchange some words, and then Hawkeye shoots Fury in the chest. Yeah. And they walk out, and they commandeer some vehicles to escape in. And Loki chooses to sit in the bed of a pickup like he's a little kid going to the snow cone stand in Panhandle, Texas. <laughs> he just... I know he's just like sitting in the back of a truck with his knees tucked up to his chest. It's like Anytime sitting on the he's... toolbox in the back of the pickup. <laughs> Anytime he sees a cop car, he has to get down because his grandma says she'll get pulled over. <laughs> Even though nobody's been pulled over in Panhandle, Texas in 500 years. Dude, I got pulled over the other day. That's because you're a bad driver, Christian. I was going 55 and a 50. You are a bad driver. I am a bad driver. Um... <laughs> And Maria Hill, she sees them yeah. and just kind of realizes there's something amiss. And then uh, Nick well, Fury comes over her like walkie-talkie thing. And she realizes, oh, they are like, they're bad guys now. I think it's because she saw a dude from a Renaissance fair with a glowing spear jump in the back yep. of the truck. That would raise some flags for me. He doesn't she look does. like he's from a Renaissance fair. He looks like he's from a supernatural convention. That or he's or like, like a steampunk. Steampunk. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, I, that's what I was going to go for. Because he's got a, a cloak, basically. Like yeah. a trench coat thing. Anyway, um, so shots are fired. And they take off with her in hot pursuit. And by hot, I mean it's Kobe Smulders playing this part. Well, yes, it is. you know. Yeah, her, I mean, <laughs> you have a last name like that. Come on. Smolders. Smolders. And she does smolder. She's way more with attractive a U, in this than she was in <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. She smolders, but with a U. 
I th- I don't know if it's the shorter hair or if she's just better in this than she was in How I Met Your Mother, but she just looks better. Probably because she's in a skin-tight suit. <laughs> that might help. So there's a car chase, and even though they have the Tesseract now, I guess the dimensional gateway it left behind is unstable. Yeah. And it becomes like a huge shockwave. And this base is kind of underground. And so it sets off this shockwave that starts causing the whole place to crumble. And uh, it, I guess it destroys the entire base. Yep. But Coulson escapes, and Fury gets out in a helicopter, but Loki shoots down the helicopter, but Fury survives. And uh, he survives by jumping from the helicopter as it's going to the ground. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> no, that's yeah, how he, he, yeah, and he just, I mean, he's like kind of injured, but he just kind of gets up and limps a little bit. He doesn't, Listen. just to put the picture perfectly in the listener's head, he's not wearing a parachute. The helicopter just starts going down and he jumps out. Well, if you are in a helicopter and it's shot or something and it's, it's going down, as long as you jump out just before it hits the ground, you'll be fine. I don't that know is... if that's real or not. He should have at least <laughs> broken a leg or rolled an ankle. Yeah, Ren's, yes. too, Ren's too good at deadpan for me to believe anything that he ever says. <laughs> yeah. Also, Nick Fury, he gets on the radio after this and he's like alerting everyone the Tesseract has been stolen, etc. And he says... <laughs> It's the stupidest line in this movie, which is actually uh, my sky poem for this movie early on. He says, this is a level seven. And then there's no elaboration on what the hell that means. Oh man, there's a it's, lot. There's a lot of that. Yeah, but I don't know why. But that's just it's like a, it's like Michael Scott saying threat level midnight. No, he doesn't <laughs> just say we're at level seven. He He's, says this is level. This is a level seven. We're at war. See, him saying we're at war is fine with me. And it would have been fine if that was the only line. I don't even know if you would call that a war. It's one dude. It's one dude in a dress that you're fighting. I know. I mean, I guess, but he knows. He knows kind of. He knows about Loki. He knows. Oh, what. He understands. It's, there's some stakes here. I yeah. Guess. But him saying this is a level seven. Like, what the hell does that even mean? Man, that's all. That's bringing me Agents of Shield season one flashbacks because that's all that show was for the first whole season. What people just naming off random yeah. like. I'm a level seven agent. This is a level twelve emergency. You have to let me in sector AQF. <laughs> Things like that. Jeez. I don't need military speak. I don't need it in like <laughs> cinema or television. Just tell me bad shit's happening. Yeah. Yeah. We are at war. That would have been fine. Or even the Tesseract has been taken and let a beat go by before the scene cuts away where he looks off soulfully into the distance. That would have been fine. But well, they have to this- do the whole uh, like, so who do we call now or something along yeah. those lines. And then it title the Avengers. <laughs> That big <laughs> phone buzzing. <laughs> no, it's the you know how you know how movies like that they have like the the one note that all the things turn over on and it yeah all the letters no are it has the into... theme song it's the do 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 yeah I I know do. but it's like but it it like it's like a hard cut to just that oh yeah I get that yeah it's got for that brief moment has a like an inception feel to me <laughs> I was gonna say, you got to give some credit to the one recognizable piece of music in the entirety of the MCU that isn't an ACDC song that's true 
Yeah, that is true. Yeah. 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 Every other bit is ACDC. So yeah. yeah, the MCU, as as well as they do everything else, not really known for their memorable music. Yeah, not at all. I think no. it's ACDC <laughs> with Iron Man. It's 80s and 70s music with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's I don't know. The ink spots with uh, Captain America. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, that yeah, would... we just watched that movie and I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you any of that. I, have no I can't idea. even remember the jingle that the Star Spangled Ladies sing. All I remember is by war bonds. It's a bullet in the barrel of your best guy's gun, because that's <laughs> one of my favorite lines in that movie. Uh, I just like the way it sounds. So um, after the title, Black Widow is being questioned slash tortured, I guess, somewhere. She's tied to a chair. Uh, Black Widow is a shield agent, uh, but she's kind of. She's like this spy. He's been trained since he was a kid. She's supposed to be she's Russian. Scarlett yeah, she's yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she's supposed to be Russian, but she's Scarlett Johansson. Natasha it's Romanoff. Said. Yeah, Natasha Romanoff. Yeah, she's she's supposed to be Russian, and they allude to her Russian background a lot, in particular, uh, in this movie. And she's the least convincing Russian I've ever seen. She yeah, is yeah, people. Wearing... I think fans complained that she wasn't Russian at all in Iron Man Two. And so that's why they introduce her this way in the movie in, to where it seems like there is some Russian influence, e, but it's just not. I don't buy it, though. No, no, I do does. not buy it. Absolutely she's not. She's wearing this super low cut tank top. And I think just like her panties. She's not, no, she's wearing a black she's dress. She's wearing a dress. Dude. Is she? Yes. Are you? Because they were at like this? a cocktail party or something. And the guy that's torturing her, this old Russian general is. Like this isn't the way that I wanted this evening to go. Did and you she's confuse like, this with a dream you had? She's once, obviously maybe? like doing no. the seduction thing because oh, she's like, I, I know how you was, wanted the evening to go. I thought she was wearing like a tank top and no, huh, maybe it was just a dress with straps. I don't know. That line makes me it's, laugh, by the way, where she says, "I know how you wanted this evening to go. Believe me, this is better." That makes me laugh. <laughs> That's, there are a lot of there are a lot of like this is a pretty the, the Avengers are a pretty quippy team. It's Joss Whedon, yeah, right? And they, they have so, some yeah. they have some good quips throughout this yeah, movie. Yeah, once say. Joss Whedon, I've got left. some favorites for sure. The day it's not a team of quippy people and Joss Whedon is the writer behind it, I don't. That's. That's the day I'm an astronaut. That's the day we Lieutenant hang up Dan. our microphones. Even Justice League was a lot quippier, and you could tell like the parts of the movie he'd written. Yeah, <laughs> you could feel it. Um, so Coulson calls the phone of one of the guys that's there torturing her and, uh, basically says, we've got a plane in the air. We know exactly where you are. We'll blow up the entire building before you can hit the lobby. Now let me talk to her. Yeah. Cause they're her not the going to let her talk. And they're all. suddenly like, they realize they're totally, uh, out of their element with mm-hmm. this lady and this team. And so they give her the phone and. Uh, Coulson tells her that uh, Barton Hawkeye has been compromised. And this she is and- a funny scene at first because like they give her the phone and she's like, I'm working. And he says, we need you to come in. She's like, I'm busy. And she's like, Coulson says this takes precedent. Barton's been turned. And then it's somber as shit. Immediately. It's sad because the movie wants you to know her and Hawkeye have a thing. Yeah, I was going to say, she and they have a history working together as Strike Team Delta. <laughs> we can go ahead and, and chalk that up with another level seven yes. thing. <laughs> Wait, do you guys know what Strike Team Delta is? No, don't ruin this. Don't it's ruin this with comic no, stuff. No, it's not a comic thing. STD. 
Strike Team Delta. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally believable. I think Scarlett Johansson wow. got herpes from Aaron Rodriguez. He was a baseball player for the Yankees for a long time. <laughs> That's just an unfortunate coincidence. Wait, are you are you being serious? Yeah. Like it was a big scandal. Like he gave herpes to a lot of people. Oh, Ew. Wow. Yeah. That's Man, gross. D- don't ruin people for me. Don't ruin Scarlett Johansson for every person it's in the world. It's not Scarlett Johansson who did it. It's Aaron Rodriguez you should be grossed out at. A-Rod. I think his name's Aaron Rodriguez. It's A-Rod. Yeah, Alex that's, Rodriguez? That's 100% Maybe. on him. Yeah. He's just a bad person for know. not we telling don't watch any sports of these in women. This house. Anyway. Either way, uh, she says she'll go after Hawkeye, and he's like, no, we got that covered. Uh, and she's like, okay, well... I'll go get Stark. And he's like, no, we got that covered too. We need you to go recruit the big guy, which is Bruce Banner. The Hulk. And well, after, that's the thing. after they he say says the big, guy. the big guy, and she says, uh, she says, I thought you were deeper in with Stark. Whatever. It doesn't matter. She says something in Russian, like, like, Oh boy, or something in Russian. And oh, it's just Kalashnikov. <laughs> vodka bears communism vodka bears communism that's what she says that's what she mumbles under her breath <laughs> um bruce now played by mark ruffalo instead of ed norton for the better is I living add. he's living somewhere in asia where is this i uh, don't know he says it later and i meant to switch it in my notes but i i completely forgot either way it's somewhere in asia the movie doesn't make it clear somewhere in asia um, a little girl coaxes him to come help her dad because he's spending his time like helping sick people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's led to a house at the edge of the city where Black Widow is waiting for him. And uh, she explains the situation and he supposedly agrees to help. At one point he asks if the place is surrounded and she says no. And they're talking and she's clearly like lying or something. And so he yells at her, stop lying to me. And she hurries and grabs a gun, points it at him. And then they do like this cut of outside the place where they are, and there's just a whole team of oh, like yeah. thirty guys with guns <laughs> that are going to be completely useless if you've seen the Hulk movie or yeah. know anything about. That yeah, character. I I always thought that was I thought that was funny that they included like a strike team of thirty men when in reality, uh, the Hulk is considered like among the the Avengers. He's like the one who can be the biggest threat and like. Mm-hmm. A big theme throughout the MCU is them managing the threat of the Hulk mm-hmm. while still being able to use the fact that he's the Hulk. And so, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, 30 regular people were going to do anything to a man who has bulletproof skin. Well, they didn't no. know much about him at the time. I mean, he was still sort of an unknown entity. Well, they, I mean, I'm sure the military has records of him destroying tanks on a college campus. Yeah. That might have I mean, gotten he, a little press coverage. Destroyed Harlem. <laughs> I think the words he uses are broke Spanish Harlem. I don't no, think he says Spanish. He doesn't. Spanish Harlem is that is not the same as Harlem. They're dumbass. They are literally, they are the same. It's just the neighborhood of Harlem is divided into two places: Spanish Harlem and Harlem. He's talking about Harlem, though. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not. Positive. He says Harlem. He does. Um. Anyway, Fury has a conference call with some S.H.I.E.L.D. execs, and it's this 
I don't know. It's the World Security Council. It's a group of politicians and entrepreneurs and businessmen. All extremely shadowy people. Yeah, Yeah. all of their faces are obscured. They're all from (laughs) around the world. Okay. And they make sure to let you know that they're from all around the world because all of them have different, equally ridiculous accents except for... The American one, the leader, the yeah. white American man. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I I I'm sure you at home probably weren't wondering whether the white American man was the leader because this uh, is a movie, and of course he was. Yes. I believe he's played by Powers Booth. He is. Who later he went on to play the same character in uh, spoilers. Agents of Shield. That's not. Oh. Powers Booth's character in this movie shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Later. Yeah. Still played uh, okay. by Powers Booth. By the way, that's the most badass real-life name I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. Powers Booth? That man sounds That man sounds like he was a, like a 30s boxer who had <laughs> 80 knockouts and no losses. The man looks like a 30s boxer. <laughs> he really does. Um, a and pugilist. Then Fury goes to rec- recruit Captain America who's busy giving us a recap of his movie as he beats the shit out of a punching bag. Punches a punching bag off the ceiling. Yes, he punches <laughs> it so hard it explodes. And yeah. then he just goes and picks up another one and sets it. <laughs> out of a row of punching bags. Looks <laughs> yes. it up one-handed. Yeah, I thought Yeah, I thought it's it's kind of like a, like a little laugh, like a little physical gag. Like, yes. oh, look, he's got 18 punching bags lined up all together. <laughs> and uh, Chris Evans is looking pretty good as... Steve Rogers. Dude's cut. Yeah, dude is cut. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Evans, man, he went, like, I mean, everybody kind of, everybody, of course, bulked up and everything, but Chris Evans, he went above and beyond well, with I'd his say exercise Chris regime. And uh, Chris Hemsworth. Those two Oh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, he, he Honestly, really did. Even uh, Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. He's got yeah. some pretty good guns. Yeah. Uh, the ladies look good, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But, but you know, but female superheroes, for better or for worse, are not about their muscle mass they're most of the time. How well it's they about can mass, they're just about, in two specific places. They're about how close you can get their clothes to being painted on without actually painting their clothes on yes. them. Yeah. This is not a good thing, but it is a thing. You see it in every single female-led superhero or otherwise action movie, just in general. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what where the the fascination with skin tight clothing comes in superhero and action movies, but I do not like it. I think it's uh, sex sells, and so here, give us money because <laughs> we've got asses in tight clothing. The sex end. sells doesn't sound like a thing to me. Yeah, that sex that isn't doesn't marketable. Sound like a, yeah, that Porn doesn't sound like the it's biggest been industry on the planet. That doesn't sound like it's been proven time and time again. Oh, guys, this is. This is reality. I thought. Oh, okay. Uh, y'all, y'all were I thought we were still living in the Avengers universe. I thought we were yeah. still in Christian Scarlett Johansson dream. Dude, I'm always in that dream. <laughs> I'm always in that dream. In that dream, who gives who the STD? Christian happily receives her STDs. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies do. to the Johansson family for this episode of the podcast. Apologies to her insensitive. husband and child. Does she have a husband? She's got a husband and a kid with really? that husband. When, yeah. When did she have time to have a kid? I don't know. I she's think, just been in nonstop action movies for like 10 years. I think she was pregnant for part of... At, like at the beginning of the filming of Age of Ultron, she was pregnant. Oh, wow. 
and I didn't know that she had or a she was at the beginning of her pregnancy during the filming of Age of Ultron. I knew she dated uh, Ryan Reynolds for a long. They time. They were married for a long time. Man, that they is, got a divorce and she got remarried. That that's, is a that's good, some good looking, looking relationship. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that that had to have been like that's like. Uh, seeing the Victoria's Secret fashion show every time you want to fool around. You know what? Whatever they want to do, like, and whatever they did, that that was their business. But that's that's a sex tape that the world is a worse place for not having. <laughs> say that that one and Ryan Reynolds is married to Blake Lively now. Yeah, that's well, another one. Again, See, I thought that he moved on. And had a wife, and they had a kid together, and that Scarlett Johansson was just no. They both now. moved on and got married and have kids now. And well, good for them. Yeah, good for everybody involved. Yeah. I know, man. That's that's that was a relationship that started great and ended pretty great. <laughs> yeah, especially good for Blake Lively. Way to go, way to score you, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it, Ryan Reynolds is the biggest prize out of all four of these people yeah. by far. Um. I don't know about that. I do. Ryan Reynolds is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if he and Scarlett Johansson ever had arguments over who was more one note in their movies. Because he's always the like sassy, quippy guy who's very good looking. And she's always the serious, monotone yeah. action star. No. At least he does sassy, quippy really well. No, I'm more times... typecast. No, no I am. I don't know how to do... Scarlett Johansson. No, I'm more typecast. No, I'm more typecast. It's pretty much (laughs) the same. Scarlett Johansson's got a real husky voice. She does. She has a very seductive voice. I don't hate it at all. Her voice beats his voice. Yes. We'll say that. Yeah. Anyway, enough about them. (laughs) Enough about Uh, these relationships. Yeah, we're going to have to retitle this episode just (laughs) the relationship dynamic of Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) Uh, So... Fury briefs Captain America on uh, what's going down. Captain America obviously remembers the Tesseract, so he kind of knows the stakes Mm -hmm. from his movie, so he's in. Uh, And then we cut to Tony as Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark. He is underwater in the Iron Man suit, fixing up some power lines that help to power the new Stark building that he's set up. And it's just a giant building that says Stark on the side. This is my... uh this is my sky poem because there is no way in hell they built that building in two years. I don't know when you have, when you have like almost unlimited resources. Also in Iron Man two, he built, what was it to make that element thing? Oh, he builds like an entire freaking, uh, like a, uh, it's a, like a collide, a, a particle, Collider? Particle, particle accelerator? accelerator? Particle accelerator. He there builds you go. it in like an afternoon by himself. That's still Out of bullshit. pieces of his house. <laughs> That's yes. still bullshit for me. That's bullshit too. Just because one it thing is. is bullshit doesn't mean the other thing isn't. <laughs> but set up by the logic of these movies, it makes sense, I, I guess. Did he build the tower by himself? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't buy it. Anyway, so he talks to Pepper, his girlfriend, over his calm system built into the suit and uh he flies to meet her at tark si- uh, <laughs> tark stower tark stower <laughs> classic building tark stower is a star wars name by the way that sounds like a star bounty hunter tark stower <laughs> at stark tower and uh colson's trying to get a hold of him and he keeps ignoring his phone calls and then colson just shows up in the elevator um and it seems like 
Sorry. Man, this cough. Um, it seems like Robert Downey Jr.'s dialogue is written to sound like him mm-hmm. rather than just like the witty comments just being improvised by him this yeah. time around. And it's stuff like it's not quite the same like when uh, she asks him how, how it looks because he, you know, he messes with that power line and it turns the lights on on the letters that mm-hmm. say his name. And he says, like Christmas, but with more me. Which sounds like a, li- a line written to sound like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, absolutely. But not a Robert Downey Jr. line. Yeah, it's like if you found somebody on the street and said, hey, what do you think Iron Man would say in this situation? And they were like, uh, he's an egomaniac. Yeah. Later, <laughs> it's much quippier mm-hmm. when he's uh, on the helicarrier, but yeah. we'll get to that. Eating berries and nuts and shit. He's foraging on a her- helicarrier. Is he? Yeah. Oh. He's constantly eating because Robert Downey Jr. hid snacks all over that set so he could just pull them out and eat whenever he wanted. At one point, he offers Mark Ruffalo a blueberry, and he takes it, and that's like completely improvised because he just hid snacks. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a pretty big comic movie geeky thing. Did you know that originally Mark Ruffalo didn't even have the blueberry scripted, but he ate it anyway? <laughs> That was my inhaler. That was a gross inhaler sound. Yeah. <laughs> I have asthma in this joke. <laughs> hey, that's not funny. Captain America actually has asthma. Had asthma. Well, that's The true. asthma was violently vitarated out of his body. Also heart palpitations. Frequent and a, colds. And a micro penis. <laughs> and a micro penis. <laughs> Do you guys think? Do you Probably. <laughs> Did the super soldier serum... I think it gave him a bigger dick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's. There's. It. Look. It, it increased. It turns. It takes every good thing about him and, like, makes it manifest physically. Well, it into also a grew him person. six inches and gave him thirty pounds of muscle mass. Yeah. Thirty pounds conservatively. I think it yeah. grew him uh, twelve inches. <laughs> anyway, it sure he's got did. a. He's got a specific. <laughs> that's why he doesn't carry a sidearm anymore because he had to repurpose his holster. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Um, And uh, while Coulson's there talking with them, Pepper calls Coulson Phil. And Tony says his first name is Agent. (laughs) It's very funny. Because he's never been called Phil before in these movies. It's always just Agent Coulson. Anyway, and then we get another Tony Stark saying... I don't like being handed things. I hate that. I that's not a thing that needs that doesn't need to be a recurring thing throughout Why these movies. I don't so like rude. it. What kind of thing is that even? I'm yeah. sorry, I don't like being handed things. Yeah, asshole. Perfectly with, normal human thing. Asshole with a heart of gold is not like a oh, don't touch me, rabble. He's not one of those kinds of people. Yeah, just, he's an asshole with a heart of gold. He's not one. He's not a an elitist. I there's mean, no way to paint that as like oh, Tony's just being. Funny. He's just oh, he's just being Tony. But yeah, it's, it's totally. not charming at all. Picture... It's like it's like a guy admitting that he's a dick and like that's his excuse to keep being a dick cuz he admitted it. I hate people like that. It's me the equivalent too. of a Marilyn Monroe post that says, "If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best." If you can't handle me at my Stark, you can't handle me at my Tony. Or uh, you don't deserve me at my Tony. Or the Ned Flanders version of that, where it says, "If you can't handle me at my deadliest, you don't deserve me at my doodliest," which is my favorite photograph. Period. Photograph. Well, it's a. It's partially a photograph. Like is a it screenshot? a screenshot? 
Is it a screen grab from an episode of The Simpsons? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a photograph. Somebody took like an actual. <laughs> it's a Polaroid. I turned The Simpsons on. I pulled out the old Polaroid. I clicked the thing. I took the photograph. I and waited one hour. And then I took a hour. picture of my hand holding the Polaroid. Look, I forgot what I was saying in the middle of that <laughs> sentence, so I had to improvise photograph. Well, we just improvised all that, too. So, <laughs> Great job, man. Um, anyway, Coulson somehow gets him this folder to brief him on everything that's happening. Pepper and Tony have a romantic exchange. And poor Coulson's always standing around awkwardly during Pepper and Tony's This happened in Iron Man, months. the it first did. one. He just watched them dance. And now, But at least now he's kind of body language acknowledging how awkward it is yeah he's kind of like twiddling his thumbs yeah iron man one he was just like dance with her (laughs) dance dance next next dance i call dibs (laughs) i'm gonna dance with tony after you pepper pushes pepper out of the way um and so then on a jet colson is talking with cap uh captain america about bruce banner the hulk who was trying to replicate the super soldier serum, which is nice that they kind of include that, yeah. that as part of his briefing, letting him know like, Hey, that's how this guy became this thing is they wanted him to be a super soldier like you. And instead it went horribly wrong. And now he turns into a big green rage monster and instead. Yeah. Kills people. A, a huge, huge amount of plot in the MCU relies on the super soldier serum, which I think is cool, which is, I, I mean, really do. Cause it was, it's like an early attempt at, at creating a superhuman, uh, and it totally succeeds. And so I think that, yeah, that would make total sense that everybody in the world would be trying to recreate this. I mean, yes. it shows why captain America is the first Avenger. <laughs> a lot of the other Avengers exist because of, what happened to Captain America? It's funny how these failed versions of the super soldier serum affect people's color. We got a red skull and now like a big green monster out of it. Yeah. It's like, what are they doing wrong that's changing these They're colors adding around? food dye. And it kind of has an opposite effect on Bruce that it did on uh, Captain America where, you know, it's supposed to take all the good and manifest it as like mm-hmm. muscle and everything and said it took all the bad takes the anger draws the bad out of him and turns it into even more muscle um anyway oh this is where he also he makes a stephen hawking reference that goes over cap's head oh r.i.p r.i.p yeah today's the day isn't it we're no yeah we're recording this on march 14th so uh, depending on where you are in the world stephen hawking passed away either last night or very early this morning yeah r.i.p man that is a huge, huge blow. It is. I mean, I didn't read anything from Stephen Hawking or anything, but I understand like the significance yeah, he has you, to science. You know, you know the absurdly large influence he's had on the entire world. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. know ALS is happy it got another one. Ren and I were talking about that today. If ALS what? was a person. No, you were not. You were talking about that with me. Oh, I was gonna say, Jacob I no and I were talking this. about that today then. That's right. That sounds like a good conversation. It was. Anyway, uh, Loki, cut to him. He's arguing with the leader of the Chitari. Chitari. Which is the alien race that is trying to get the Tesseract they're, and invade and everything. They're just the ultimate comics version of the scroll. The Tamagotchi. Yeah. The Tamagotchi. Sure. Um, and this set that they are talking in, it looks like the cheapest sci-fi movie set ever. 
just all these like craggly rocks all around. But then they've added in enough CGI to where it looks fancy. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dark version of uh, of Krypton from uh, the original Superman. To it looks me. like a version where all the snow melted. Well, yeah, like it's just like it's just rocks. Yeah, and no plants. <laughs> just rocks. Granted, I don't think it's a planet. I think it's a floating, like asteroid. Hey, what uh, what alien race has two thumbs on each hand and hates Tony Stark? This guy. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just noticed. Why did the Chitari have two thumbs on each hand? D- I did the not... better to grab things with? I don't know. I don't think about alien physiology. Their opposable thumbs are right next to each other. I feel like that would just get in the way. I don't know. They're aliens, man. It's really dumb character design. Why do the Chitari all... Well, we'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. I don't want to spoil anything. And these creatures are like... They're like white... Solid white uh, humanoids with extra fingers and golden armor and stuff on them. Just trying to give listeners like an idea of what they look like. Um, And make really bad jokes at the same time, so... That's what we're here for. If nothing, if nothing else, we're here to make really bad jokes about movies you like. Yeah. Oh, we missed out on talking about how Coulson is uh, geeking out over Captain America on the plane as they're flying to where. Oh, it is that's right. Yeah, he's he's clearly starstruck. It's like if like if I met Mark Hamill, I would act the way Phil Coulson is acting to Captain America. I just keep calling him like Mr. Skywalker yeah, and, I and think, I'd ask him to sign my lightsaber and just shit yeah. like that. Clark, Clark Gregg plays this so well where like he's, you can tell he's like trying to remain professional, but he just can't. He yeah. Just can't. It's Captain America. Yeah, exactly. He like talks that's... about having these mint trading cards with him on them and it's, it's exactly. It's yeah. Sort he's of fangirling. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a Tumblr girl come to life meeting their favorite meeting. anime character i don't know what Tumblr's meeting into anxiety right in person <laughs> meeting and... self-diagnosed mental diseases <laughs> meeting not being like all the other girls <laughs> meeting uh zoe de non- <laughs> non-gender binary um meeting something. healthy at any size tell something something <laughs> Jeez. take that tumblr yeah, we got you. <laughs> so uh, Cap's jet lands on a helicarrier. Well, it lands on a, what do you call that normally? Just a An aircraft An aircraft carrier, carrier. Aircraft yeah. Carrier. And he meets Black Widow and uh, meets Bruce Banner. And he has a great, like, just Captain America moment. His, his greeting with Bruce is just further evidence of how nice a guy Steve is, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, I've heard about your uh, work in gamma radiation or something like that and he's like oh i'm i'm sure you've heard about other things too and he's just like well that's this is the only thing i care about just like letting him know i'm not judging you dude yeah even though it's like bruce did something pretty irresponsible with this super soldier testing it on himself yeah granted could you imagine a hulk lab rat uh, I no. never have before. I am now. <laughs> mm. Think about it. I bet what's his name? Uh, Tim Blake Nelson had some of those. 
Dance, my children. I was just thinking Mr. Cheese. Mr. (laughs) Cheese. (laughs) Mr. Itchy. (laughs) So, um, oh man. And then this aircraft carrier suddenly takes off. They think it's going to be a submarine or something that goes underwater. No, it actually goes up in the air. Which is why uh, we've been calling it the helicarrier. Yes. And Banner and uh, Steve are both pretty amazed. And once in the air, they meet up with Fury. Bruce is set up at the lab and tells them how to track the gamma radiation from the Tesseract. And they track uh, Loki to Stuttgart, Germany. Stuttgart. Yeah. And so naturally, they have to make an incursion to Stuttgart. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a cut right here after they find out that Loki's uh, in Stuttgart. There's a cut to the uh, villains, I guess, with Hawkeye. Is there not? Yeah. Oh, there is. Just yeah, kind of talking a, about the materials that they. Need I had to something get. about that in my notes, and then I was like, "This is kind of a nothing scene." So I just. Well, it explains why he's in Stuttgart. Oh, and you see Hawkeye do the thing where he flicks his bow. Oh out. man, it's like the, a fist fist pump yeah getting that bow to oh I, yeah i hate the way hawkeye takes his bow out it's like every time he he, <laughs> he takes it out like he lifts up the bow and then he and like whiplashes it to where it's to its full it extends length. outward yeah, yeah but he always does it in a pose where he's like flexing his arm like like he's he punching it Jeremy Renner's proud of those guns. He's trying to show them off. He is, but man, every every time you pull your bow out, do you have to pose like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger? Do you have to? I, th- I think, I think you do. I think that's like part of the Sokovia. Is that <laughs> the Sokovia Accords don't exist yet, Christian? His arms are pretty oiled up throughout most of this yeah, movie. Yeah, they're kind of shiny. Yeah, there's, there's a moment a- later when he and Black Widow are sitting down, just having a quiet moment together, and. The, he's just shimmering. I feel like Joss Whedon got his little brother Jed to come in and just paint his muscles Jed with Whedon. oil. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Is that a real person? Yeah, he's the uh, showrunner <laughs> for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Oh my gosh. Seems like it, he's like the Ted Raimi to Joss Whedon's Sam Raimi. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but to about the muscles, the oil budget for this movie had to have been pretty high. Oh yeah, because there is everybody's pretty oiled. Any t- if you have any amount of like, if you have more than average muscle mass, you have oil slathered all over your body. You have been mm-hmm. even if you're CGI Hulk, they've got CGI oil for that. <laughs> they do. They actually CGI'd crew members just to pour the CGI oil onto CGI Hulk. <laughs> what uh, what is Loki stealing in Stuttgart? They need this uh this metal alloy that can only be found in meteorites. And so Loki it's is not dis- vibranium. No, no, it's yeah, but it's like this, uh, cause they're trying to build something to house. Iridium. And, like, That's what it's called. It's yeah. Called yeah. Iridium. Iridium. There you go. They're trying to like channel the power of the, of the Tesseract. And so it can only be accomplished by this metal. Mm-hmm. The it's, reason the, it's, uh, it's the, weird... uh, it's the tritium of this movie. Yeah. What a weird excuse for like, a thing. I don't know. Why do they have to write it that way to where he's stealing know, this but thing? I mean, like the reason the portal in the base in New Mexico at the beginning of the movie exploded was because it wasn't stabilized. And I guess that's what the Iridium's supposed to do. Okay. And so Hawkeye and some of the uh, henchmen are breaking in to the place where they keep the Iridium while Loki's distracting everyone at the gala that's also being held on the premises. That's right. And Hawkeye's killing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually... I Silently. I hate Hawkeye. 
I can't stand him. I hate his character. That's true. Um, but the way that they do, like, I, I feel like often in movies where a good guy is like mind controlled or something, he does like, you know, he'll throw a he'll throw another good guy through a window or something. But it's always like. It's always non-lethal stuff. You know what I mean? It's always like he gives the bad guy information. Not here. Not He's here. In this killing. movie, in this movie, it, it feels kind of realistic. Mm-hmm. And where, I like, mean, they've even got a scene uh, later in the movie when Hawkeye's been cleared of his brainwashing, where he looks at uh, uh, not Natalie Portman, uh, <laughs> Natasha Black Widow, and Natasha says, Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> And says, "Hey, how many agents?" And he doesn't say it so blasé, but and she like, just stops him. How many like, agents That's Loki. did I kill? And she's like, "You didn't do anything, all right? That's Loki." You didn't do anything. She says, "Don't beat yourself up. You didn't do anything, <laughs> Zoidberg." <laughs> this Stuttgart scene, or wherever the hell they're at, this Stellan Skarsgård scene, has a point where Loki stabs this thing into this dude's eye. What so is he that, doing that for? Oh, it, Hawkeye needs a readout, needs a mapping of the dude's eye, that dude's eye to open up a door. Yeah, he's like, it's, there's an iris scanner on this door, so he stabs it's, him in the eyeball. It's pretty gruesome, too. It is gruesome. Yeah, like, you don't see it. it the noises. The shaking. It's yeah. like, the noises are like grinding and cracking. And everybody it's does awful. what I would immediately do, which is, Hall ass for the door. Yeah, I, I, I'd be out of there. So yeah, also, there Loki no, walks there into no the heroics in my reaction. There. No. Loki walks into the party and he's back in his Doctor Who outfit from Thor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so all of you blue box police box Checkered lovers. Scarves. <laughs> Checkered Poppy, scarves. Club. Poppycock. <laughs> the Checkered Scarf Poppycock Blue Police Box Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Doctor I'm Who. I'm writing that down for an idea for my Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> Coming soon. It's not. And then he, I guess they get the medal. And so he makes his way outside and he yells at everyone to kneel before him like he's Zod from Superman 2. Kneel before Zod. I mean, Loki. <laughs> and then one old man uh, decides that he's going to refuse to do it. So he stands back up because this is Germany. And what is a movie set in Germany without a reference to the Holocaust? Also hmm? my ass bullshit yes. again. If I see a God with a glowing staff, doesn't even have to be a God. If I see a dude with a glowing staff who just ripped out another guy's eyeball and he tells me to kneel, you damn skippy. You're not going to go out in defiance? No, I'm not going to look at him and say, there will always be men like you. No, <laughs> because I'm not going to die. Maybe if I'm an old man like that dude. Yeah, I think if you're an old man. That dude just was just like... depressed and didn't want to be alive anymore. <laughs> he saw this as an easy way out. <laughs> I'm going to look so cool. <laughs> Wait till my grandson sees this. <laughs> Expo kid, Germany. <laughs> so... Loki's about to kill him with a blast from his staff, but Cap shows up and deflects that shit right back at him with his shield. And it's kind of awesome, but man, Captain America's outfit looks stupid. It is the worst. It looks like cosplay. The helmet isn't a helmet. It's a cowl that connects to the rest of the suit. He's got things over his ears so you can't see And he's see got them. one of those like button flaps on yes. the chest. Yes, he's got like the Luke Skywalker And there's no padding to it, flaps. so he kind of looks scrawny, mm-hmm. which I just saw Steve in the earlier scene, and he's 
He's cut. Well, it's because the blue all washes everything out. Yeah, it's it looks bad. Yeah, this is by far the worst Captain America. Oh, but suit. at least yeah. they have the, uh, the the red stripe down the middle this time, well, unlike well, the other movies, which were not comic book accurate. <laughs> Here's what happened. Coulson made it, and so it's supposed to look Did shitty. Did they mention that in this movie that he made it? They, he, meant he says Coulson, he made some modifications he's, to Yeah, the he said yeah. he had some input in the design. That's right. I thought I remembered hearing and, but, that. But like, people on the internet are saying, so you show it's supposed to look bad, so you can ignore it. No, I don't. Nope. It still looks bad. Yeah, and uh, I do love, though, that his first action in combat since World War II is to save a German German man from being killed. Probably a German man cool. who's got a Nazi cap hidden away <laughs> he's got somewhere. A, he's got a swastika carved into his forehead from Brad Pitt. I think this might just be my masterpiece. <laughs> Dukovich! Um, so... So, uh, Iron Man shows up also. Blasting ACDC through the speakers of the Quinjet. That's right. Because, of course, they it. have yeah. to. Uh, Maria Hill's flying one of them, too. She's there. Mm-hmm. And um, they, he and Cap together whoop Loki's butt. And they capture him. Very easily. Yes. Very, very easily. Almost A little too, too easily. Easy. Hmm. Hmm. They thought. And they've got him on a jet, and they're taking him back to the helicarrier when a lightning storm starts up. And Loki, like, looks all scared. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, there's a there's a cool, there's a funny line in here mm-hmm. where uh, somebody says to Loki, you scared of a little lightning, and then he says, I'm not overly fond of what follows. So he knows. Thunder. He knows what's happening. Yeah. God of thunder. And then, boom, yeah, Thor drops down out of nowhere. And, and uh, he grabs his brother and they and then takes off with him. Yeah, he just rips Loki right out of the jet. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. And then he starts just, like, screaming at him. He's just berating him. He's like, you are my brother. Yeah. It was said you would bring balance to the Asgard, not leave it in darkness. <laughs> I yeah, loved uh, you. This is for this is Thor's first time back on Earth since his solo movie, mm-hmm. and apparently his dad had to, like summon a lot of energy to transport Thor to Earth since the Bifrost, their transporter that they normally use to go from Asgard to Earth, is broken. Got and Asgard and is like at the other end of space, pretty much, yeah. right? And so uh, they're basically filling people in on thor's movie with their argument and everything that's happened between that movie and now thor finding out that loki's not like his blood brother that he's actually brother adopted from the frost heads (laughs) and uh and he's telling him like dude it's all right like you'll always be my brother or whatever every conversation between them goes this way where thor's like hey we're still brothers and loki does something shitty no we are no we are not yeah, later he fu- he just stabs him right in the side yeah. with a knife. And it's like, okay, Thor, now stop trying to be brothers with him and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he doesn't want to be your friend anymore. He doesn't. He is not your fan. Friend. It is amazing, though, how smooth the recap work can be at certain points. Oh, yeah. For like, oh, yeah. people who haven't watched the other movies. One thing I, I noticed this time around, though, is they don't do a very good job letting people know how important 
Coulson has been or how prevalent. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, well, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, what, uh, what happens after that? Um, so Maria Hill is flying the plane, Captain America and, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man are on after Thor has yanked Loki out. And Iron Man's like, I'm going after him. And Captain America says, no, wait, we need a plan of attack. And Iron Man looks at him, slams his helmet down. This is another line that was clearly written for Tony Stark. And he says, that's my plan. Attack. attack. And he flies out. Yeah. And then uh, Maria Hill tries to tell Cap to like sit it out because there's some pretty powerful people. He and says, it's like, she says they're gods. They're basically gods. And yeah. Captain America looks at her and says, there's only one God, ma'am. And I'm pretty sure she, he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> Which I can't decide if I hate that line or love it. I yeah. love that line. <laughs> I think it's perfect. It's but definitely Captain America. It's yeah. It's fitting for the character. Yeah. Um, but it's like you just saw Iron Man take off after this this guy lady, and he doesn't have super soldier serum in his blood. I don't so, think she gives a shit what happens to Iron Man. Yeah, so I really much. don't think she does either. <laughs> it's more so, Captain America. Yeah, you're right. So he grabs a parachute, and they all jump out. And, mm-hmm. um, Thor is like berating his brother still, and he says, like. Now you listen here, Loki, or something along those lines, and then Iron Man just tackles him out of the scene, flyby, and Loki's like, "I'm listening." <laughs> Who are you saying that to, Tom Hiddleston? To himself, to I guess. Audience. At which point, he's Ferris Buellering. Yeah. Um, ow! Ow! <laughs> That's just gonna be a regular thing on this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's a big fight that goes on, uh, between Iron Man and Thor and then Captain America shows up and says, Hey kids, settle down. He tells Thor to put the hammer down and Thor says, you want me to put the hammer down, hammer down being an earth phrase. Like I'm going to drop the hammer on your ass or something like that. Oh, and he jumps up. And tries to smack Captain America with his hammer, Mjolnir. <clears throat> but Captain America, like, holds up his shield and it creates this shockwave. Shockwave. Like, which... levels this beautiful forest. Yeah, they just destroyed I... part of Yellowstone. That's something that I was going to put in my notes is that they're just destroying this nature preserve somewhere <laughs> together. Um, deer just running for their lives. But I thought you were going to point out what a lot of people have pointed out, that Thor doesn't know Captain America's shield is made of vibranium yeah, or that he's a super soldier in any way. He could, for all intents and pers- purposes, just be straight up murdering this dude right now. Yeah, yeah he's like definitely trying. Yeah, to. he's just mad. He's just very mad. And so he tries to kill this man with a hammer. This and a later, man in great shape, but a man. Mm-hmm. And later he like expresses regret that Asgardians have affected Earth so much. And it's like, dude, you're still just as clumsy as ever. Well, later he has a line where he looks at all of them and goes, you people are so pathetic. Yes. And tiny. And tiny. I'm like, how do you respect Earth and then mock human beings? How? How does, I guess Loki, we find out later his plan is to get captured. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he he doesn't try and escape after. That yeah, should be their fight. first clue right there. That he just sits on the hillside as these superheroes are battling it out and, and waits, waits for to them to get captured done. again. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, eventually they do stop fighting and they just grab Loki again. Yeah, after the shockwave, I think yeah. they decide to call it quits. 
they start like investigating his scepter. That's like the first thing they do after. There's and that a, is not a euphemism. No. <laughs> No, it is not. Investigating his scepter. Uh, Nick Fury. A Brazzers parody. <laughs> <laughs> the Aginers. Ew. Ew. But uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> Sorry. You should be. I'm not proud of that. The every, every extension of that joke I'm thinking of has words in it that I don't think we should include on this podcast. <laughs> Get out with the movie. Anyway, they're back on the helicarrier. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Nick Fury puts Loki in this like glass chamber that is bulletproof and everything. And they can drop him. They can press a button that drops the chamber out of the helicarrier at any time. And he has, there's a callback to earlier in the movie where Nick Fury, when Loki first attacks the, the shield base says, we have no quarrel with your people. And Loki says an ant has no quarrel with a boot. And then Nick Fury gestures at Loki. And then the button that would drop him out of the sky and says, ant boot. And it's kind of funny and everything. Yeah, uh, oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Nick Fury kind of throwing that back in his face. Uh, Tony Stark and uh, Bruce Banner, they start like investigating you- the scepter and everything and, uh, the whole time. And that is not a euphemism. That is not Once a euphemism. <laughs> uh, Iron Man's trying to like get a rise out of Bruce Banner, trying to get him to Hulk up a little bit or something, and he just won't. I think Jacob's on Reddit right now. I'm think, not. No, no, I'm not on Reddit. I think Jacob's tweeting about how much he hates me. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to look up interesting trivia to say about certain parts of this movie (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so everybody's just hanging out on the helicarrier Um, yeah this part of the movie is if if there's a part that drags during the movie it's this part for me yeah i was gonna say there there's not a lot going on it's kind of honestly though this is where most of the writing really comes in Mm -hmm, because it's all of them talking and kind of getting to know each other and a lot of dynamics and not getting along they send uh, what's her name, Black Widow, to interrogate Loki. Yeah. And oh, also somewhere in here, Tony is being just an ass. He keeps like yeah, trying that's what to, I was saying. He's trying to trying to make Bruce Banner, Banner into turn Hulk. into the Hulk, which Captain America is calling him out for, and he is one hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah he's totally justified here. Yeah, and Tony's acting like it's like when a kid in school is bullying another kid. And you decide to stand up and say something, and then they just act like you're just being an asshole. About yeah, like it. what? Are you seriously taking his side, type of thing? And it's yeah. like, no, dude, no, he's quit wrong. trying to make him turn into the Hulk because he will kill a lot of innocent mm-hmm. people if you do. Um, but yeah, they send Scarlett Johansson in yeah. to question or in, yeah, interrogate uh, Loki. And I don't remember the dialogue exactly. It's basically like. She wants uh, Hawkeye back. Yeah. She wants to know. He talks about how all the bad things she's done that Hawkeye told her all about. Told uh, him all about. Yeah. yeah. Told him all about. Uh, and then I don't know how how exactly it happens, but she tricks him into revealing 
his plan is to well, release the whole. She sa- she calls him a monster at some point, I think. Yeah, and he says, says, "No, you brought the monster," and that's all he says. And from that, she's like, "That's it. You're here for Bruce Banner." And then she right. gets on her little comm device and is like, "His plans to get to Bruce Banner or whatever." He's like, gonna. His plan is to release the Hulk or something like that. Which how does he even do that? Because it, all it is is like the explosion. Yeah. From Hawkeye, he guesses that that is gonna be enough I, I to guess. make. He's. I think uh, he's just like. I don't know. He knows they're dysfunctional. I guess that's what he. He seems to like kind of play off the dysfunction of all of them together. But that's real risky. Yeah, this that's is like real... Michael Scott. You guys will will never come together as a team to revenge me. <laughs> like reading the <laughs> note from the from the warehouse in quotes. <laughs> uh, there's a point during the interrogation where he calls Scarlett Johansson the c word just in a muling quim. Yeah. yeah, he calls her a muling quim. Which quim is... is the c word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's muling, just another way to say. Muling is a disgusting description it means, for female anatomy. Cats mew. Oh. No, cats meow. No, but like when you see like a kitten, kittens will like, you can describe a kitten as muling because it's like mew, mew. I thought that was meowing. What? I think muling. I think mule's mu- mule. <laughs> mule. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> mule. Ew. So she's a jackass yeah, calling her. Word. He's calling her crazy, is yeah. what it, right? That's the C word? Yep. The, yeah, sure. Um, yep, crazy. It's not crazy. Oh, I mean, y'all thought we were going to say it. Nah. We got you. It's okay. I heard Ren stop himself from saying the F word about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so he, like, he calls her the C word, then accidentally reveals his plan. She storms off, and she goes to tell everyone, And they all just start arguing with each other because uh, Tony Stark, when he's being a dick. Well, yes. But when he got on the helicarrier, he planted a thing. uh, Oh, he's like downloading files. Shield files. files. Spoiler alert for Winter Soldier. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's he's downloading the information. And meanwhile, Steve is off doing his own sort of investigation. Well, because he finds out that uh, Tony Stark is looking for all these things. And then and he finds a Hydra mask and some weapon schematics and yeah. stuff. And so he finds these plans to build uh, weapons out of the Tesseract when yep. S.H.I.E.L.D. told him they were using it for clean energy. Which I think uh, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury tells him like, yeah, that's the reason we're doing that is because of Thor. Because the moment he showed up. Yeah, because he goes up he's and he's so like, why are they building... And we know, like, more aliens, more beings clearly are going to start showing up, and we're going to need something to fight them off with. Nick Fury just passes the blame so quick, because Captain America's like, why do you need these weapons? And Nick Fury won't tell anyone. Everybody else asks him, and then Mark Ruffalo is like, no, seriously. It does make perfect sense leading into Winter Soldier, though, why they would be doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nick Fury points at Thor and just says, it's his fault. He done it. It's not me. It's he him. It's me. him, and I don't want. It. Is Black Widow present for any of this? Yeah, she's yeah, there. she is. They're all there. I feel like I'm surprised she doesn't have a line like "There's too much testosterone in this room" or something. <laughs> I know. Which is in. Well, that's because there's no such thing for Joss Whedon. 
<laughs> that he thought has, is he that's, has none. He's incapable of having that thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, they all start just arguing and bickering with each other about it. And I it. will say, like the dialogue is handled pretty well for yeah. this argument. Everybody sounds like their character, mm-hmm. and it all progresses pretty naturally. And then you see like a freaked out look on everyone's face while uh, Bruce Banner is talking about how this is why he went to Calcutta was to get away Calcutta. from all this stuff. That's yeah. where she hey. finds him. Yeah, that's it. I knew so it. it's I India. Knew it was in there. But uh, and then everyone's looking terrified. It was India. Yeah, Calcutta's in India. Oh wow. And uh, My apologies. Um, well, I mean, that's weird though. I didn't hear any uh, <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah. In every single one of these movies. I know. Anytime, anytime there's a scene that takes place in a movie that's vaguely like, oriental Asia, or mystical in any way. Yeah. There's got to be a guy chanting like. <laughs> and lots of. Brum, brum, ch- but uh so they all look up and they're all freaked out and i don't remember if it's uh nick fury or scarlett johansson but one of them looks at uh bruce banner and says mr banner you need to put down the scepter and it cuts up to bruce banner and he's just holding loki's scepter i don't like that so much like the scepter is the one ring i don't like that so much like it still makes sense, though. Do you know what the scepter is? Yes, I know what the scepter is. Would you like me sharing your microphone, boy? I don't. Go away. <laughs> Wait. What's, okay, so what is the scepter, then? It's got the sorry stone in it, the, it, one of the infinity stones. Yeah, it's got the mind gem. Yeah. I, the one that controls kn- people's minds. I know, but I don't know. It just didn't happen. It didn't happen any other time. Why would Thanos give him one of the stones? I don't know. I don't. What an idiot. Because I assumed this whole operation was just to get the Tesseract and bring it back to Thanos. But why is he giving away the stones? Well, maybe he's thinking, like, they're going to install Loki as the ruler of Earth, and then later on he can come and just reclaim it. Yeah. Because he's more powerful than Loki. Yeah. Is he more powerful than Loki with an Infinity Stone? Yes. I would think so. I definitely would say so. He's more powerful than. In a, an infinity stone by itself? He Well, no, Loki doesn't know he has an infinity stone. But he has the power of one. He has some of the power. He doesn't have enough, though, because the infinity stone, uh, you, you can't fully use it unless you know what it is that you have. I see. And he doesn't. Uh, in case we haven't explained it well enough, the infinity stones in these movies are uh, they're the MacGuffins. The they're, they're just... Powerful things. Big MacGuffins. Big MacGuffin fascination in this series. Go watch Infinity War next month. I like how the Tesseract can transport people across space, or it can create blue lasers to vaporize people. Just whatever it needs to do. Well, that's just them harnessing its energy output. Oh. Yeah, that's like a sheet of steel. A sheet of hot steel doesn't exist to burn you but if you touch it it will because it's that's the kind of energy it's putting off yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) good analogy i gave ren a look but he wasn't looking yeah yeah i know i was still debating whether it was a good analogy in my mind or not (laughs) it wasn't so yeah you're you're talking about uh banner has the staff yeah he's holding the scepter 
and then he just kind of sets it down. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye shows up. Yep. With a whole squad of guys with guns. It's like, did I guess Loki took over they, these other people. Well, they have a line at one point in the movie where they talk about the henchmen. And Hawkeye says, S.H.I.E.L.D. has no short list of enemies. So it's assumed these guys aren't brainwashed. They just hate S.H.I.E.L.D. And they show up in S.H.I.E.L.D. gear. Oh, do they? Yeah, because somebody says they, they're they dressed in S.H.I.E.L.D. I think Fury says something about it. And so like everybody just get out or abandon oh, ship okay. or whatever. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I don't know where they got the S.H.I.E.L.D. gear. Anyway, Hawkeye shoots an arrow impossibly accurately. And because uh, that's his power, basically, yeah, <laughs> is perfect he's, aim. He's, he's really bullseye. Good. Yeah, I wish Hawkeye would go eh? Eh? <laughs> and point to his forehead. Bullseye, bullseye, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. <laughs> it's just an eye carved into his forehead. <laughs> just, it's just a it's like a bird eye nest <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with little chicks coming out of it, opening their mouths. <laughs> Oh, it's very elaborate. It's it's well done. Yeah, this is a talented, uh, talented forehead cut. This wasn't no Brad Pitt cut job. <laughs> it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> that is your I believe that is my masterpiece. <laughs> Dukovich. As he got older, he just got really into carving like <laughs> carving artwork. He would, forehead he would use art. Exacto knives and like small sharp chisels and things like that. I don't know if you could work on her. She's got like a five head. Oh my God, send her in, send her in. Anyway, what movie were we talking about? Uh, I think uh, Age of Ultron. Anyway, so Ultron is... Iron Man 2. Oh, Iron Man 2. (laughs) I don't ever want to think of that movie again. I haven't uh, thought of that movie since, except that one time. Somehow. (laughs) It just possessed your brain. Anyway. So, yeah, Hawkeye shows up. He shoots an arrow. It blows up the... One of the big spinny turp, turbine things. The turbine? The turbine that blows up. And so the helicarrier only has one more of these things on the opposite side. And if that goes down, then the whole ship is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically trying to prevent that from happening throughout this scene. Yeah. Banner. Well, having to fight off these people that are shooting guns at them. Yeah. Yes. And Banner hulks out. Black Widow's like crying, trying to tell him not to do it, and he does it. He does it anyway because mm-hmm. he can't, like he can't help it. He turns all hulky. <laughs> he looks so much better than the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he doesn't look. That's like the a- first thing I noticed. Uh, well, this first little bit when he's turning into the Hulk looks pretty cartoony. Yeah, okay, but when he is, the but Hulk, once he does the Hulk, Hulk itself. My problem is afterwards whenever. She is like running from him or whatever, and it shows her hiding, and she's like quietly sneaking around. And I'm like, "There's no way the Hulk is just quietly waiting. That thing's just a big rage monster." Hulk yeah, fuck. Are, are and as you... soon as she like turns the right corner or whatever, he's right there, yeah, how, roaring at how her. How quiet are you? Whatever you're possessed by rage, and now imagine that all the time, and you also weigh three thousand pounds. Ollie, Ollie, yeah, oxen free. It looks like they're in <laughs> Freddy's boiler room, and suddenly Hulk is right there in between some pipes. Tina, that uh, Tina. that <laughs> watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to get you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hulk smash, bitch. (laughs) And uh, they cut to that gif. (laughs) 
No, that's later. That's no. later. That's in Manhattan. <laughs> that's in Manhattan. Okay. I don't want to specify, but if we say that gif involving Hulk and the Black Widow and you know what we're talking about, that's good enough. Once. Yeah. Twice. Three times a lady. <laughs> Basically hide the cucumber. I have the zucchini. zucchini. Respect Joss Whedon's work. I will not respect that line of dialogue. I don't either. Um, that is my. That's my sky. Spoiler alert: My sky poem for Age of Ultron. And you know what? Is that line? <coughs> There's some decent slow mo work here, mm-hmm. where she's running from Hulk, and he's just destroying everything in his path right behind her. It's like because it's kind of a Con. narrow, long doorway thing that she's going through and he's just completely destroying all of it mm. just by running and because he's uh, gigantic he's just about to kill her when suddenly thor shows up and starts just beating the shit out of him yes and it's like a fight you didn't know you wanted but as soon as you got it oh it's oh, so great oh baby. absolutely it is awesome at one point uh, Hulk, he pins the Hulk down by just putting Mjolnir on top of him and he can't get up. He grabs it and smacks him again and then he drops Mjolnir him. is Thor's hammer. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Hulk is charging at him at one point and he just sticks his hand out and you hear shit breaking in the helicarrier. Yeah, this is when he first gets him. the hammer. Yeah, and he grabs it as Hulk gets to him and just smacks the shit I out of I noticed Thor face. does not have his cape on for this, though. Yeah, he doesn't. He's kind of like, casual Thor is <laughs> just taking the cape off. down. Yeah. That's it. He's letting his locks down. Yes. Dressed down like, oh, it's casual. Oh, so I can take the cape off. That's well, no, it. it's because uh, Captain America, not Captain America, Tony Stark made fun of him earlier when they first met. Did they? Yeah. Or did he? Yeah, he says, Doth I mean, mother know you weareth her drape. Doth mother know thou wearest her drapes. And That's right. So Thor was on the helicarry and just went, <laughs> He was like, I don't need this. I only wear this, like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Don't worry <laughs> these about are, it. These are my PJs. It's a special <laughs> flight. You know what? I wore this as a joke, really, for Loki. Isn't uh, this funny? To make fun of it. He, it's his. But I'll just take it off. It just looks really good with my outfit. And it's yeah, as soon as the hammer flies into his hand, th- Hulk's like right up on him, and mm-hmm. he just smacks him smacks right in the jaw the with it. Shit out of him. It's while great. they're fighting Iron Man and. Uh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> then then the defenders are there, and Jessica Jones is there, and they all and, just and the Justice League out. come through the a portal. Ch- oh my god! And they're like, we're oh here gosh. to avenge the Wind Earth. Flash with you. showed up. I freaked out. That was a gross noise. <laughs> that <laughs> panting. <laughs> God. Sorry. I didn't have my inhaler with me to make an even grosser noise. <laughs> you know yeah. how you do an inhaler? <laughs> you know, like there's a snort involved. <laughs> well, you might be snorting if you have an inhaler. <laughs> I used an inhaler. I never snorted. Not once. Uh, but while this is happening, Iron Man and Captain America who have really been having some strife up until this point. Oh, yeah. Cap keeps telling him, like, well, suit up. Suit up. We'll see what happens. Suit up. Yeah. And let's be real. Captain America would beat the shit out of Iron Man. I think he would, too. It's weird because when he's fighting Loki, he's kind of losing. 
And then Iron Man shows up and easily takes out Loki. Well, maybe it was like an element of surprise. That's because thing, at the you know? time, Marvel's big meaty character was Iron Man. Iron Man was at the front of everything. Yeah, I think they wanted, and, they yeah. needed him to win. Mm-hmm. But man, if I'm not totally rooting for Steve every time, oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Well, up yeah. until Steve Rogers uh, is a good character. Up until Age of Ultron, uh, you know, Age of Ultron's when they really started as a company trying to move captain america to the front and center because bob Iger, not bob Iger, uh ike petterman had left um the, uh, the marvel studio and it is kind of understandable to a certain degree where you you're marketing these movies internationally so you don't want captain america to be like the big hero of them or whatever because yeah. people are gonna hate that in other countries well they also they market it differently in other countries now so captain america doesn't take the forefront uh, in a lot of international markets, specifically China. Well, I mean, in the movies themselves, though. Oh, well, yeah. But they've definitely done a good job of moving him more front and center as, like, the leader of the Avengers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they've they been arguing, and he's got the line, uh, take the suit away, what are you, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, the line that was in all the trailers. Uh, <laughs> but th- now they have to work together. They have to fix this engine. And then he uses the same suit up, like you better yeah. suit up. Yeah. Rather than being antagonistic towards him, it's like, hey, suit up because we need to go. And Tony's help like, people. yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we get we get Captain America and Iron Man kind of working together to fix mm-hmm. this engine where uh, Iron Man is uh, pretty much Iron Man is fixing it. Captain America is like providing covering, like he's like covering Iron Man, which provides a return to form in. Captain America shooting a gun, which I love. I love Captain America he, shooting a gun. It's so true to character, and yeah. I think it's awesome. And it's true to America. It is. Yeah, it definitely is <laughs> in an unfortunate way. Un- unfortunately, yes. He it beats is. the shit out of a few dudes. And you know the up. god that, uh, that Captain America was talking about? There's only one god. He yeah. was talking about guns. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one god, ma'am, and this one doesn't have a gas-operated firing mechanism. There's only one god, ma'am. His name's Smith & Wesson. <laughs> That's one dude. <laughs> one Smith, person, Smith Mr. and Wesson. Hello. Nice to meet you, Mr. Smith and Wesson. <laughs> no, Smith is his first name. Wesson's his last Smith name. Smith is his middle name and? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm Jed Smith and Wesson, heir to the Smith and Wesson fortune. <laughs> it's like Army Hammer is heir to the Arm and Hammer fortune. He is. Which is weird. <laughs> it is. But uh, yeah, he, start, he beats the shit out of some dudes. He starts firing an M16. And he's got to fix... Something, yeah, computer related. Which yeah, this is a guy out. who was frozen back in World War Two yeah. and woke up the, in 2012. It's or got something. a great line because Iron Man's like giving him instructions through the comp oh, thing. Yeah. He's and like, "What does it look thing. like?" And he it says, seems to run on some form of electricity. Yeah, yeah. it's I, they really do a good job throughout this movie and also the, of making Captain America seem like a young old man. Oh, there's one point yes. where they I, cut away though. And then they come back and he's closing it and he's like, all right, that's done. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we can't he, deal I with guess all this. He figured it out. <laughs> Tony talked him through it somehow. It's like figure out which conduit is not working or something. Yeah. That, well, they, yeah, they cut away to go back to the Thor, uh, Thor Hulk fight, which is great. And, then, and, you know, I live in now and I don't think I could have fixed that thing that Tony yeah. was talking about. So good on cap. <laughs> that, yeah, I feel like that would have been my exact line back to him. Well, yeah. this is electric. Yep. <laughs> even are, even if I've wires. got the guy, the customer support guy on the line, I'm still like, <laughs> dude, I don't know any of this. <laughs> 
Can y'all just send someone out? A Quinjet pops Mr. up Apple. and starts like firing at Hulk uh, to try and like slow him down or something. And Hulk runs out and leaps through this glass and lands on top of the thing and starts beating the shit out of it. There's a nice like arm sliding across the the glass enclosure on it. Mm-hmm. Sound, yeah. Foley artist, great job. Um, uh, Hulk, the dude ejects the Hulk, and then Hulk grabs him while he's in air, like ejecting away. He still just grabs him. <laughs> They do such a good job animating Hulk to where he's just raging out and everything because mm-hmm. he just kind of like shakes this guy around and then throws him and, and he's still able to just deploy his parachute. Yeah, that, it's funny how that <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things that breaks the tension of a scene, but not in the bat, not in a bad way. Yeah. Yes. It's like this is super intense and Hulk is raging out and then the parachute just lightly just. <laughs> floop. Yeah. He's just like top. Hulk and the he's Quinjet. full of rage, but he's just, it's so aimless. Yeah. He just doesn't know, like, it's perfect as far as, like, I'm so pissed off at everything that n- no one thing can I, hold my attention I have, for I have no long. purpose. I'm just mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk starts falling to the ground. We, we'll get back to Hulk later. Oh, um, that's right. That's yeah. when he falls. And uh, then Thor, Thor goes to goes, confront Loki. Yeah. And uh, he gets in there. And he sees that Loki is no longer in the enclosure and goes in the enclosure. And it turns out Loki uh, used that to, I think he made himself invisible and walked out and then uh, showed himself to. Oh, if you didn't know, that's something Loki can do, I guess. He, he, he did it. <laughs> There's no. a lot of that with Loki. <laughs> he, did, hey, he did it in scepter. Thor. Did he? Yeah, because he turned oh, himself he's... invisible to gra- try and grab the hammer. Oh, I guess he did. Yeah. I guess he did. That's okay. true. And they do such a good job in Thor of pointing out that he's invisible in that scene. Such such a good job. Instead, you're just like, I guess they can't see him. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, he, he traps his brother in this thing. Yeah, and so Thor is like... Uh, Banging on it, trying to get yeah. out. And Coulson comes in with oh. this big-ass gun. And oh, he's like, yes. you know what? He shoots one of the guys that's like guarding the place. Yeah, and he looks at Loki and he says, you know what? I don't even know what this does, but I know you're going to lose. Wait, I love his first line. He's like, what does he say? Like, step away from that, please. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Loki's step threatening. Step away from that, Loki please. is threatening to hit the button that, you know, he's uh, Thor is in this chamber that will drop down yeah, to the bottom the of the chamber jet. Loki was Which, if this yeah. is your first episode that you're listening to of, of us, um, Coulson is like a... I mean, he's he's just a fan favorite in a yeah, lot of these movies, is, if, if you're unaware. He's delightful. Uh, I remember... He's just the perfect level of charming oh, yeah. without really being intrusive in yeah, any he, any scenes or anything. He's just... This is a perfect in. example of that. He literally yeah. just walks in with this big-ass gun. Looks yeah. like something out of Doom. It's like well, the Well, it's BFG a gun that they modeled, the after, yeah. Yeah. they modeled after the Destroyer from, from Thor. Yeah. He says, and you can see it, it heats up mm-hmm. like it's this dark metal that heats up like fire red. Yeah, in man, the continuity in these movies is nuts. Oh, yeah. It is That's crazy. all Kevin Feige, baby. Kevin Feige is a mastermind producer. Yeah, the, the continuity throughout everything, like every <laughs> every little detail has mm-hmm. something that came before it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And it's it's nuts how how like the attention that they have to that and it it, it pays off you know like that's mm-hmm. something i didn't notice but where was it not present i feel like it would have been worse you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah Col- so colson's like step away from that 
Uh, I'm gonna blast you fool. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna blast you fool. I don't know what the gun do, but it's gonna do something. He says that. <laughs> he says something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Loki is starting to back away. Oops. Turns out that was also just like a, a mirage. Loki mirage. And, and Loki Loki's stabs w- him through the chest. From behind. Bastard. Well, he stabs him through the back and oh, out his yeah. chest. Out from his behind. chest. Yeah. He stabs his Man. chest. And, Arrow. oh, my heart was in my throat oh, yeah. at this moment. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was like, oh, no, Joss Whedon's doing this movie. He always kills off beloved characters. That's because yeah. this was before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. brought him back. Yeah, but. So it was hard. Yeah, I don't know. Can... I don't know if you guys, it, it, like, it, like they said, if this is your first episode, we love Agent Coulson. Love him. We, we all talk great. about we how all, excited fantastic. we are yeah. when he shows up. Oh, man. Up. We we recast him for this movie, and it was hard, man. It was incredibly difficult. Like this, it's almost like a childlike face of just, like, innocence. Yeah. But he's a balding... 50 something year old yeah, man. He's man. got like a he's got a like an everyman kind of like like I mean he's he's obviously he's a government agent. He's like that fun not teacher quite, you have. Not quite schlubby, but just like just like a dude. Just a guy. Yeah, an yeah, everyman. Exactly, it's it's yeah. very much an everyman look. He's that fun history or he's like your dad's best teacher. friend who's yeah. really cool yeah, yeah there's the guy who isn't your uncle but which, you call him uncle barry yes anyway. yes super nice dude if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen the avengers then i don't know first off i don't know what the hell you're doing listening to this episode yeah you probably love clark greg not if not equally at least you love him because yeah. he's great and everybody loves him. Every, I mean, I don't. I've I've never encountered a person that doesn't like. Phil like if Coulson. my mom yeah, cheated on my dad job, with Clark Gregg, I would have a hard time like hating her. <laughs> he would just yeah. be like, you know what, mom? Me that makes too. Sense. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I would. I would say, you know, Clark, I, I thought you were better than this. <laughs> But, Mom, I understand. I expected this from Mom, but from you, Agent Coulson. You have Jennifer Grey. <laughs> Jennifer Grey, Clark. That's right. Uh, Clark Gregg is married to the girl from Dirty Dancing. And Ferris Bueller's sister. Well, that too. Yeah. But, but Dirty Mom, Dancing. Yeah, definitely Dirty Dancing. He's actually not married to either one of them because she's had a nose job and is completely unrecognizable. Yeah. yeah. Man, that was that was the best part. Like the, that's that was the in my opinion, that was like the standout thing about Jennifer Gray. It was. It was her well, trademark. That's why she and she said she said she was just always self conscious about it. So you know what? If she feels better, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and they seem happy together, mm-hmm. I guess. I've never seen them together, honestly. Ima- Loki, imagine well, being no, in I a, don't uh, think you knew until last week. When imagine I being in a relationship it. with Clark Gregg and not being happy, though. It's impossible. Yeah, definitely. So Thor, like, pounds his hand on the glass and goes, wait, no, wait. even though he it's barely funny knows to think, Coulson. It's funny to think that her married name is Jennifer Gregg. <laughs> I don't know. Just a woman first name and a man first name. <laughs> That's just very silly to me. Jennifer John. Well, and it's Jennifer John. <laughs> Jingleheimer Schmidt. Jennifer John Jingleheimer Schmidt. Hey, his name is my name too. <laughs> and whenever we go out, you know, the people always shout. It goes, uh, John. I can't remember. Jacob, anyway. Jingleheimer and Schmidt. Da, 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 da. Ah. Anyway, and that showed up on everybody's mics, me doing that. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it did. 
<laughs> the uh, jackass. But uh, yeah, so Thor's like, no. And then Loki. <laughs> I bet he's not like that. It's pretty close. That's a, that's exactly how much enthusiasm he puts into it. No. Yeah. Loki presses She's... the button. He drops out. Then Coulson, in one last act of badassness. Thor drops out. Thor drops this... out in the chamber. Coulson, lying there dying, fires the gun at Loki, blows him away and goes, oh, so I guess that's what it does. And is just dead after that. No, oh, because Nick Fury still comes in and talks to him. Oh, yeah. Christian, about that. don't don't sully the death of Agent Coulson with your he's misinformation. Not, he's not dead. OK. Meanwhile, though, death. Thor is flying through the air in this capsule and Trying he's battling physics. It. Yeah, because he, he ends up like he's yeah, he's just trying to smash this one spot that he's which been breaking away. Why would Loki let him keep Mjolnir? Why wouldn't he swipe that from him on his way in? Oh, wait, because he can't never mind, hold he can't him. lift it. Yeah. Just, Anyway, uh, it's been a while. Like just before the capsule hits the ground, Thor smashes his way out, which is like jumping before an elevator hits the ground. Or it's jumping just, out of it's well, like jumping a, out of a helicopter right before it hits the he's ground. He's an ancient Norse god, so I can I can uh, excuse a little bit of that. Yeah, whatever. I'll let it slide. What, it's Thor. It's a superhero movie. Anyway, yeah. it's Thor <laughs> one, Physics zero. Yeah. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man get the rotor going again. And then uh, most of the attacking... How do they get Hawkeye back? Well, most of the attacking agents are dead. And so it's Hawkeye versus Natasha. And they start... Natasha. Natasha Stroganoff. (laughs) (laughs) They start fighting and uh, they fight for a while. I'm not going to describe the whole fight scene, but Natasha just punches him in the face and he goes down and he slowly goes. Ugh. Oh no. She slams his head into a metal no, that, bar. Oh, that's right. She slams his head into the bar. He falls down and he goes, uh, Natasha. And then she punches him in the face again and knocks him completely. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And then, so they're recouping. Um, all the Avengers are sitting around at this table looking all sad and Sullen. glum. And, uh, um, Nick Fury walks in and slaps these cards down on the table of Captain America and says, these were in Coulson's jacket pocket. And they all get up and leave. They're, the cards are covered in blood. Maria Hill looks at Nick Fury and says, sir, those were in his locker. And he goes, they needed a push. Which means Nick Fury got these cards out of Phil Coulson's locker and tipped them in his chest wound. I know. I like to think that it's still his blood. So he's just like. Mm. He's scraping it off. Uh, uh. But it's also, it's like kind of flecked on there. Like it came from a bullet wound. So he took so a he... paintbrush and went. <laughs> Jackson Pollocked it all over the trading cards. <laughs> he was real meticulous Jesus about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, a, I mean, A, that's some quick thinking. Good also, improvisation, but also gross. Considering Coulson. Oh, there was a great joke earlier we missed, too, uh, where he's just standing with Cap. Like, it's coming back to them, and he's like, I mean, if it's if it's not too much trouble. And Cap's yeah. like, no, I'll, Talking I'll sign about them. signing the cards. Signing the cards, yeah. He talks and it's about just like, only if you were condition. paying attention would you understand the joke. Yeah. Also, there was a good uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. The Galaga joke? Yeah. That man was playing that Galaga. That man was playing Galaga. He thought we didn't notice, but we did. And then there's the, I know that reference. Thing. But I mean, most people, everyone who's going to listen to this episode knows about all that stuff. Yeah. We're and these are, 
These are the big beats of the movie that you've seen a billion times. During that scene, though, I think Tony Stark is at his Tony Starkiest. Yeah. He's very fantastic. He looks at everyone and goes, "It's it's very much Starkin. It's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, taking absolutely. control. It's it feels natural mm-hmm. at this point. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah. Hawkeye is being nursed to consciousness. Did we say Hawkeye is played by Jeremy Renner? Yeah, Hawkeye is played by Jeremy <laughs> Renner from The Town or Wind River, which came out this year that everyone should go see. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Ren and I saw it. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, it's so good. I haven't seen it. You'll love it. It's the same dude who did Serpico, not Serpico. Uh, nope. Sicario. Yep. And uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah. He wrote both those movies. He directed. Alex. Oh no, that's no. It's uh, Taylor one. Sheridan. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say Alex Garland. That is <laughs> Annihilation and Ex Machina. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he's played by Jeremy Renner. And Scarlett Johansson is nursing him back to health. And he like wakes up and he's like, oh, Natasha. And she's like, yeah, hey, you took a pretty big hit. And he's like, how'd you, how'd you fix me? And she says some sciencey thing. Sex. Imp- <laughs> Impact cranial dissolution or something which is code for and he goes huh no it's not she punched him in the face and that's what she tells him she's like i hit you in the head really hard yeah and he goes oh which is classic movie how do i stop this person from being brainwashed hit him in the head really hard Yeah. yeah i i just want to say like I don't think that you can beat the magic out of somebody by hitting them in the head. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, my <laughs> uncle died so. from being hit in the head really hard, and this is insulting. He died from <laughs> cranial force readjustment. Displacement. Whatever. But so and then Ism. this is the line where he's like <clears throat> How many age? And she's like, "Don't even, just don't worry about it, okay? You killed some people, <laughs> and, and it's you'll notice fine. that he's just like, oh, okay." And he goes, well, "Yeah, that makes sense." She goes, "That was just Loki. That was Loki in your head." She does not talk like that. Oh, it's Scarlett Johansson. That was just it's Loki. West Bentley. Yes. It was Loki. <laughs> West no, Bentley. West Bentley is more like that's just Loki, y'all. Uh, he just like hit you. Stop it. Little contract to Sam Madrazo. <laughs> and then Hawkeye, he still looks kind of confused, and he's like, "Did Captain America's penis grow bigger whenever he got the super soldier serum? Is that a thing?" And she says, Wait. "I'm about to find out." I think that was a dream that you had, Ren. That. Oh, that's right. I saw a gif and it just kind of took off from there. Hawkeye Sorry. was played by James Dean in Red's Dream. <laughs> Dean spelled D E E. He's got that James Dean daydream look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Something about going out of style. It's a whole Shout out bit. to Austin Culp for that joke. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if I should credit someone for that joke or not. Sorry don't, for crediting uh, you. Don't don't claim that joke as your own. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so everything's yeah. Fine Hulk now. is gone. Thor's gone. Oh, uh, Hulk's on the ground, and we get uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, we R.I.P. do. R.I.P. Man. Last year he passed away. Super sad. I loved Harry Dean. Oh Stanton. man, he's fantastic in anything he yeah. shows up in, oh, like, including this. But yeah, but yeah, yes. he's he's so great in this scene. He just, just shows like, up and he's like, 
He's like, you fell right out of the sky. And he gives him some pants, and he's like, I didn't think they'd fit you and use big. But uh, <laughs> Now that you're a little feller. He yeah, says little feller. He does say you little feller. Yeah. And then he asks him if he's an alien. You he's an like, alien? No. Son, you have a condition. <laughs> yeah, he tells him he's got a condition. And just walks off. It's hilarious. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton is one of those that anytime he pops up in anything, I don't know I'm how the hell they see. got him for this. Like, hey, man, do you want to just come in and do like a quick Do you want to be a, a janitor scene? real quick? Do you want to be in a superhero <laughs> he's like, movie? Oh, I did that in Green Mile. Sure. <laughs> Praying to Jesus on my knees. So sorry for all the bad shit I've done because I'm one horn. Anyway, he's great in that movie, too. Uh, Most of his later years, I feel like it's just been appearances here and there. Yeah. But, man, just anytime you need an seek old out man, any Harry, Dean, Harry Stanton. Dean Stanton work. Oh, absolutely. Lo- lovely, lovely performer. Yes. But uh, then we cut back to the helicarrier and uh, Captain America. Oh, Thor gets out of his capsule. Yeah, we talked about it. He Well, he stands over Mjolnir, his hammer, and then we cut to like two other whole scenes like uh Fury showing him the yeah. cards and all this stuff, and then we cut back to Thor and then he picks up the hammer and it's like, wow, that took him about 2 years mm-hmm. to pick that thing up. <laughs> um <coughs> he thought it was an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So then they fight New York and they defeat Loki and then the movie's over. Relax. <laughs> Captain America and Iron Man start talking about like what does Loki want, and Iron Man for Kisses some reason Captain America. No, that was in the screenplay I wrote. Oh, that's right. You shouldn't have shared. You guys that. have a lot of dreams. You guys have a lot of weird, weird. You know, dreams. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> but he's not the only one, Jacob. He's not. I was gonna say, but my heart's gold. But whatever. Oh, I was going John Lennon. Saturday anyway, night. Enough with the asides. Yeah. Um, and Iron Man they just turns into Sherlock Holmes for some reason and goes, he wants a monument. He wants his name in the sky. And then he goes, oh, shit, that must mean Oh, Stark someone Tower. else says that to him. He, Oh, no, no, he does say that. I'm yeah. sorry. And so he and Captain America look at each other and then Kiss. without discussing... No, <laughs> again, my screenplay. Kith. Now Kith. Now Kith. <laughs> That's the Avengers 4, get her done. The search for more money. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the last Jedi. Oh, that's right. But uh, um, I loved that movie, Rendon. That's why I made that. Yeah, joke. I was going to say, if it was the search for more money, why did they make such a terrible movie that I don't want to see again? <laughs> Shut up. Anyways, they look at each other. Whoa. Oh. Amber alert. Amber Sorry, alert. Guys. Yeah, we got an Amber alert. Listen, the thing about Amber alerts here in Texas is that they don't know how big Texas is. That was an Amber alert for San Antonio, which is like eight hours away from No, us. it is not. That is a strong 10 hours away minimum. Okay. Because Austin's like eight hours away. Even more so, it proves my point, though. Yeah. Like, San Antonio and Austin are like an hour. They're an hour. They're like an hour 45 apart from each other. Yeah, they are. I used to live in San Marcos, which is right in between the two. And it would take about 45 minutes to get to either one. So, yeah, yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Either way, Amber Alerts in Texas are so stupid. What the hell am I supposed to do? They yeah, really don't get need me wrong. to I'm closer to Oklahoma. I, don't get me wrong. I understand the good that Amber Alerts do, 
but don't send me Amber Alerts for places where I would have to go to sleep in the car to get to. If yeah. anything, it makes me want to kidnap children. If I need... <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> That's kidding. a confession right there. I'm calling the police. <coughs> but yeah, they look at e- Iron Man and Captain America look at each other, don't say anything, and just turn and walk away like they both know what's happening. And they don't discuss like a plan. And so you see Captain America like banging away on... Uh, <laughs> Where is this going? Oh, wait. No, I'm reading the notes from my screenplay again. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> What's he banging away on the uh, <coughs> Excuse me. His suit. He's fixing his suit. Oh. His, and his Captain America suit. walks. Yeah. Captain America walks into the room where uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye were almost definitely making out. And he looks at Hawkeye and looks at uh, Black Widow and go, like gives like a cockeyed dog look. And she just nods her head like, yeah, he's okay now. He's, he's good. And so he looks He's not at, mind-controlled anymore. Yeah. It's he, funny how you can communicate <laughs> that through a nod. He looks at uh, Hawkeye and says, you Natasha got a Natasha Roma nod. <coughs> Boo. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he looks at Hawkeye. Oh, whoops. Don't come back to the podcast. <laughs> he looks at Hawkeye and he says, do you have a suit? And Hawkeye goes, Yeah. And he goes, then suit up and walks away. But Hawkeye's already wearing his suit. No, he's not. He's wearing is he a not? shield, like black T-shirt. Oh. It is really stupid, though, because basically he <laughs> takes off one T-shirt and puts on a different one. That's not a T-shirt. That's like a full sleeveless zip-up jumpsuit. Either way, he takes off one top and replaces it with another one of the same size. Yeah. It it's, makes no oh, thank sense. God I have all my equipment. But then we cut to a montage of them all dipping their hands in Coulson's blood and smearing it on like war paint. <laughs> They're all going, Rufio! Rufio! <laughs> that doesn't happen, Got but I ma. wish. I wish so much it did. Uh, Captain America smears it around his <laughs> eyes like it's war paint. He draws a heart on his face like he draws an for a World. on his forehead in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this A on he my head stands s- for Coulson? <laughs> agent. It stands for Agent, his first name. And oh. Black Widow draws a C for Mewling Quim. Oh, God. Ugh. Hawkeye draws a U for useless in this movie. Pretty much. And an N for not well written until Age of Ultron. That's a long phrase to be represented by N. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. It shows all of them walking and they're all like, yeah, we're all badass. Music's playing. Then it cuts back to Thor. Forgettable music's playing. Yeah. It cuts back to Thor. He's holding his hammer in the sky and lightning's crackling around him for no reason. How does Thor know where to go? Can he sense Loki's location? I guess. I don't know. I do not understand it. I think he can sense Loki. Maybe. I, that's a thing because he does come down directly to the jet. Oh yeah. Loki I guess that's held. true. Maybe he can sense Loki, but uh, he, then it cuts back to Iron Man and he's just, 
goes to Stark Tower. Loki's there. Uh, Dr. Selvig is there setting up a machine that the Tesseract is sitting in. Oh, yeah. Dr. Selvig's still in this movie. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> still brainwashed. He's going to get punched in the head real soon. Uh, and uh, Iron Man just walks in and he's like, hey, Loki, do you want a drink? And Loki's like, no. And they're just talking. He takes off all of his armor. Yeah, yeah. he takes off his all of his damaged, armor. heavily damaged armor. And he puts on these wrist bracelets while he's pouring himself a drink and uh, conveniently they are in his bar yeah you know how you put your super weapons in your bar <laughs> near all your alcohol yeah these are mag these you know bracelets what, for are Tony magnetic Stark, strips kind of makes sense yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> oh the- man he checks under all of his acdc cds luckily pepper is not here thank god because um, loki would have killed her by now oh yeah he, they start talking, Loki and Iron Man, and Loki's like, I'm going to win, and Iron Man does this whole thing. He's like, there's no universe where you come out on top. We will always win. And Loki goes, we have an army, uh, or I have an army. Iron Man goes, we have a Hulk. They talk a little bit longer, and then Iron Man says, my sky poem, if we can't defend the earth, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it. What the hell does that mean, Tony Stark? I was Stark? wondering the same. Yeah. That is a stupid it is sentence. Very stupid. I, it was supposed it. to be like it because they play like that boom, like that <laughs> yeah. that heroic like uh, last stand kind of music after it. Like they don't have to do that because they get the name from the thing being called the Avengers Initiative. So I don't need a bunch of snot-nosed nerds going, that's it, that's how they got the name, because they've already said the name, they've been yeah. saying the name since Iron Man. I, 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 I don't need it. And Loki walks up to him and says, how, how will you and your friends fight me when they'll be too busy fighting you? Fighting and- you. It was a christening. <laughs> was a christening. <laughs> And he tries to christen Iron Man. Yeah, he tries to brainwash Iron Man the same way he brainwashed Touches everyone chest else. chest with his little spear thingy. Yeah, and it but, hits. But, oh, Tony Stark's got an arc reactor in his chest, so he can't be mind-controlled in his head. Yeah, I, I don't know why Loki didn't just try a spot on his chest that didn't have an arc reactor on it. Or part touch that his wasn't damn lit head. Up. Yeah. To control his mind? No, no, no. It's got to be his chest. It's in the comics. Oh it's God. not. This is it's all not. made up for this movie. <laughs> anyway, instead of slicing him open then after that with yeah. this sharp spear, he decides to just throw him. Out this window. <laughs> and so Iron Man is talking to his magnetic bracelets and he's like, Jarvis, launch the blah, blah, blah. And Jarvis is like, it's not ready because Jarvis is a bad butler. And he goes, That's, I'm Jarvis falling to the is ground. Iron Man's computer. Yeah. That he talks to. It's like a an AI almost. Yeah. Jarvis launches this new Mark 5,986, whatever the hell number of suit this is. It wraps up around it Tony. It looks like a little pod at first, and yeah. then it kind of like opens up, and yeah. it scans the bracelets on his arm that he grabbed when he was at the bar. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, forms around yeah, him. Yeah, forms around looks him. Fantastic. He's Iron Man now. He's flying around. He flies up, and he looks at Loki, and he's just... I don't remember what he says, but it basically he equates says, "Dead to... or alive, you're coming with me." <laughs> Wait, that's RoboCop. Never mind. No, that's that's Optimus Prime. He says, "You know, as like sly and sneaky and creepy and smiley as you are, you don't give off a, a rapey vibe, and I think that's why people like you." <laughs> he flies up and goes, "Wait a minute, you're not DJ Qualls." 
<laughs> Jay Qualls is a quality actor. Quality. That's what Qualls is for. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, and then um, the Tesseract gets activated. And, and that is not a euphemism. <laughs> activate her tesseract. The Aginers five. Activate her tesseract. Activate her tesseract. <laughs> Don't spit in your hand. <laughs> God. Sorry. That's some Johnny Bravo shit right there. What? You're Johnny about to Bravo? swipe your hair up. Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to use it for. Never mind. <laughs> That was the joke all along. That was the joke. Look, I'm just trying to make things a little better. But this is the (laughs) appearance of our favorite character. Selvig. Blue beam in the sky. Welcome, blue beam in the sky. He decides to leave his home finally. The sky opens (coughs) and these aliens just start pouring in. And it's like the Chitari. Yeah. The Ataris. Honest to God. The shitty Ataris. 17 911s. That's what this invasion is. Yeah. Um, we're not. I mean, sure. <laughs> this, to a certain degree. There's no buildings just crumbling entirely. Yeah, but. Yes, th- there are. No. The whales are like. They're scraping against. They're stuff. scraping against. One the of them lands the, across two buildings and it doesn't destroy them. Either way. Which is okay. One thing they're really good at in this is. Um, once the Avengers show up and they're trying to stop all this cap is like directing and everything. Cause he's yeah, been he's, a captain in the armies. He's, he's led troops and everything. Yeah, He's and trying to get assaults. civilians out. Well, not just that, but he's also containing it yeah. to like a three block radius mm-hmm. in the city. So everything within this three blocks is getting destroyed. Yeah. But they do a really good job of like, they're showing them getting people out. Hawkeye's pulling little kids out of buses, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Hawkeye is helping an old lady basically cross the road everything because that, he's got a bow and arrow. Basically everything the DC movies that we've seen up to this point have not done. Yeah, this, that, this movie, Those movies are 17, 9, 11. This movie, My God. This movie does a really, really great job of making like the big city battle trope that's been used in Transformers a thousand times, been used mm-hmm. in every you know superhero movie. But it, it's it has so, a way. I'm so it, numb to it as a viewer now. It, yeah. yeah, it makes it it makes it interesting though because it's not senseless action. It's not just like quips between the villain and hero. It's like there's stuff going on during mm-hmm. that scene. Yes. You know, you understand exactly what the villains are doing and exactly what the heroes are. It's trying not to do. senseless destruction. Like there's there's a reason for everything happening, and that is sorely missing yes. from all of those scenes that come before it yeah. and after it. Honestly, and you it's, know what? It's well, well done. Another thing that it has kind of on the DC movies that have been coming out as of late is uh, you see lots of good trailer shots of mm-hmm. them posing together. The Avengers like camera swirling around all of them as they strike a certain pose or whatever and slow-mo a little bit. Or uh, when the camera follows them as they're like one's attacking the Chitari and then it leads to another one and yeah. it's all like one continuous shot. It's all great. But there's substance here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie itself is good. Yeah. Where the DC movies, it's like, you see that in the trailer, and then you go watch the movie, and it's just shit. Yeah, yeah. the movie the movie doesn't stop for the action. It just, bo- they both happen. And yeah. And it's really good. It's, it's one of my favorite action scenes of all time. Uh, they're all fighting. At one point, Iron Man says to Jarvis, hey, Jarvis, you ever hear of Jonah? And then flies through one of the space whales and destroys it. Yeah, they have the Chitari have space whales, by the way. <laughs> yeah, also uh 
Hulk shows up and Thor show up. Yeah, well, yeah, Thor uh, shows up and he's kicking ass with them, and then oh yeah, and then all, Banner rides up yeah, on this he little rides like, up on this Vespa. Little motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Iron Man is over the comms while everyone else is standing there, and he says, "I'm bringing the party to you guys," and he rounds the corner, being chased by a space whale. And space whale. Natasha. Just stupider than it is. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha Romanoff looks at it and goes, "I don't." I don't see how that's a party, yeah. which is a funny line. I get it. Uh, and then Cap's like, hey, Banner, now might be a good time for you to get angry. I, I, This line is quoted a lot, mm-hmm. and I love it. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's perfect. Yeah, so oh, Banner. Yeah. So, you know, Cap says, Banner, this would be a great time for you to get angry. And then as uh, Bruce is walking up, he's, like, facing down, like, almost pretty much playing chicken. Mm-hmm. With this space whale that's flying down the street. Yeah, it's turns, almost on top of him. Yeah, and he he turns back and he says, "That's my secret." And he turns around and says, "I'm always angry." And then starts hulking out, and like as soon as the whale gets to where they're at, he's fully hulked and just smashes this. And man, cool man, it's it was really this, cool. It was this way whenever I first watched it, and it still works now. Hulk totally steals the whole show of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, because he is just relentlessly beating the shit out of yeah. these aliens like uh, it shows him fly into a building and grab one and just slam him into the mm-hmm. side of the building and then he flips around and slams him into it again and then just grabs another one and is just like bashing him against shit like he is he is killing these things oh, yeah. so bad they all uh then oh go ahead i was just gonna say hulk is the only one whose destruction is a little uh, wanton, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's fine because it totally fits yeah, with who well, Hulk because is. Because it's Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, it's not like Superman, who's yeah. supposed to be a pillar of justice, flying Zod through these buildings. Yeah. I mean, it's it makes sense within the context of the character, and you can yeah. even see like now that he he's got a little more a little more control over Hulk mm-hmm. right now, and so you can see he's still showing a little bit of restraint in like this toward the civilian population and everything, <sighs> but he still he looks like Hulk. You know, he's bashing mm-hmm. stuff and breaking stuff and it's awesome it's it, awesome it's and then he great. meets up with black widow we cut to a gif uh once whoops. twice <laughs> three <laughs> times a lady which reminds me i actually i was hoping you guys were going to be looking at your notes during this part of the scene so i texted you guys both the gif and i wanted you guys to look at it but neither of you guys did uh, so i'm gonna look at it right look, now i'm gonna be absolutely honest did with you text you. it to us i did Oh, you texted to us just now. I thought you were talking about like while well, he and I were watching the movie. No, 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 no. Just okay. now, yeah. Because I, I hardly remember that because we watched this movie at like 7 o'clock in it. the morning. Did you get it, Christian? No, I did not. Oh, man. But I know oh, the gift. Did I send it to the right group message? Oh, oh God. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Stop the work. podcast. It just says work. <laughs> Boss. Boss. <laughs> Boss's wife. Boss. <laughs> okay, no, I did. You're Ren Malone, right? I believe so. You're a matzo ball, right? Yeah, da 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 All right, well, dreidel, 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 <laughs> everything is okay. I sent it to you guys, it just didn't go through. Okay. Uh, eventually, the Avengers meet back up, and they kind of, like, make their plan a little bit better. It's Cap, like, ordering everybody where they're going to go. Tony's totally down with it, which is different yeah. from well, their this previous is where, exchanges. Yeah, and every, this is... This scene is part of my favorite moment in any movie theater ever because uh, this is the first one I went and saw like the premiere of. 
And so I'm in this packed theater and he's giving Captain America's giving orders to everyone. And then he gets to the Hulk and he goes and Hulk and the Hulk does the whole thing. And he goes smash. By the way, this is the this is that part of the gif. The Hulk part of the gif comes from this. Yeah. Yeah. He says Hulk smash. And And Hulk smashes. (laughs) He sure does once, twice, three times a lady. (laughs) And Hulk smash. (laughs) oh my god but yeah he says hulk smash (laughs) to the hulk and the theater i was in went nuts like people were just cheering and screaming and for little like 14 year old nerd me it was one of the best experiences of my entire knee high 14 year old christian apparently from your hand gesture knee high only 300 pounds (laughs) It was just Christian was just a rectangle laying on itself. I was a little bowling ball. <laughs> now I'm like one of those hippity hop balls from like a pee wee track meet that the kids sit on and bounce up. A pedophile? Is that what that is? <laughs> Don't describe yourself as that ever again. <laughs> yeah, I noticed like as soon as I started saying it, Man. like in my head everything sounded fine, and I started talking. Your brain pumped the brakes, but your mm-hmm. mouth just hit the throttle. Yeah. So <laughs> Natasha Romanov. Uh, she ends she just, up where Selvig is, mm-hmm. who Selvig has been knocked unconscious at one point and came to, and he's back to normal mm-hmm. now. And he's talking to her about how he subconsciously installed a way to stop it, and what they have to do is they have to get Loki's scepter and just shove which, it into the Tesseract. Which he's looking at, which is like... Yeah, because Loki took off on a uh, Return of the Jedi speeder bike mm-hmm. and just left his scepter. Yep. <laughs> And so For some Avengers... reason, so and and Selvig's on top of Tony Stark's uh, giant building, Stark Tower. So Loki's scepter is still where he yeah. was fighting Tony from before. They're they're just they're <coughs> all fighting. Uh, Natasha gets the scepter somehow. I don't think we need to describe the entire fight sequence. No. At one point, Thor and Hulk team up together and they're fighting together. Oh, that's right. That's a good scene. Yeah, they yeah. crash through a building and they're both just standing there huffing a little looks bit. Looks like they're in Grand Central Station or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And Thor, not Thor. And it's like Hulk. they totally tag team this. Yeah. Working great together. And then Hulk just sticks out his arm and punches Thor and Thor flies yeah. off screen. And it's very funny. <laughs> it, it is funny. Is. That a- got the biggest laugh, I think, in the theater when I yeah. watched this. Uh, uh, that did not get the biggest laugh because what got the biggest laugh for my for my viewing was when Thor or was when uh, Hulk encounters Loki. Oh yeah, that was what this, got the oh, biggest laugh. This, this is that yeah. same scene. They walk in and Loki's like Loki starts yelling at Thor because yeah, he's back at the yeah. building now at Stark Tower. Like, Loki's yelling at Thor, not <coughs> Thor Hulk, and he says. You can't stop me. I'm a god. Blah, blah, blah. You're just a brutish creature. Yeah. yeah. Hulk picks him up, flops him over a few times. Oh, leaves doesn't flop. He's like smashing this oh, guy I mean, you into know what the I mean. ground. He's like <laughs> as hard as he can. Yeah. And then just walks away and Loki's sitting there and you hear a slight like he goes like. <laughs> like he, the wind has been knocked out of yeah. this guy so and badly. And Thor's or not Thor. Hulk's walking away and he goes, Pretty God. Which, interestingly enough, this is the first time uh, in a long time that Hulk wasn't voiced by Lou Ferrigno. That's uh, purely uh, Mark Mark Ruffalo's voice run through some voice modulators. Uh, And also, 
another interesting thing is that that's a callback to a common line from Hulk in the comics where he uh, says puny human. I see you sitting there Googling trivia facts has paid off. my notes. I don't oh. know what you're talking about. Nice. Ooh. Spicy. Yeah. I didn't see that coming from you. But yeah, he says puny God walks off. Everyone knows the scene. Uh, eventually, we cut back to Nick Fury talking to the World Security Council and they're going to send a nuke. They're going to nuke the island of Manhattan. Which is so dumb. You know how you make that decision. Well, ever. you have to remember their leader, Powers Booth, is a secret Hydra agent. Uh, and so he's absolutely fine with it. And uh, um, they say the council has made the decision. Nick Fury says the most Samuel L. Jackson line. Oh, it's I very... recognize the council has made a decision. But given as how it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. And it's very Sam Jackson. Yeah, it is. Then a plane starts taking off, and he runs outside. He runs out and bazookas yeah, it. Yeah, he grabs a rocket launcher and just. Well, then what's stupid is another one takes off, and he pulls out a handgun yeah, like he's gonna like, do something. What it's are like, you, dude? My... You just needed a bazooka to kill the <laughs> other one. Yeah. So the but rocket's he can't, flying. He can't do anything to the second yeah. one. He gets on comms with Iron Man, and he says, got a nuke heading your way. Need y'all to stop it. Iron Man says, okay. He gets on comms with the rest of the Avengers and says, we've got a nuke coming. I'm going to take care of it. Grabs the nuke, is flying with it, and decides he's going to aim it up into the portal. (laughs) Shut up. You're talking like a nerd right now where you're just like swallowing a lot and like he's and then he just he's gonna do this this next thing is what really gets me i hate you is guys is that how you do an inhaler yeah that was what an do you think an inhaler okay. sounds like you did that before <laughs> uh but yeah he's gonna fly this nuke into the portal which and is, that is not a euphemism. No, it is not. <laughs> it's a callback no. to a uh, earlier scene where Captain America talks about how Iron Man would never make the sacrifice, never lay his life on the line for his fellow man. And so Iron Man's like, I'll prove you wrong. Also, Robert Downey Jr. is the highest paid of all these people. And he's the one that's like sort of the anchor for the whole franchise. Yes. So, of course, he has this big hero moment. Yes. He's flying it up. He flies into the portal. Uh, Natasha is constantly on comms. Which opens up to outer space somewhere. Way out in outer space. (coughs) Uh, Natasha's constantly on comms saying, hey, look, I can shut it down. Just tell me when and I'll do it. And Iron Man's like, not yet, not yet. He flies into the thing, lets go of the nuke, notices just how many. There's a full armada of Chitauri and space there's a huge uh, space whales. well giving birth. Yeah. Just pumping out littler space whales. <laughs> Littlins. He, he lets go of the nuke. The nuke hits them. It goes off. He says, Natasha, now she jams the uh, scepter into the Tesseract. Not a euphemism, I swear. <laughs> the hole starts oh. closing down, and everyone's looking at it, and they're going, come on, Tony, come on, Tony, come on, Tony. Also not a euphemism. He falls through the hole. Also not a euphemism. So many sexual <laughs> innuendos here. Holy shit. Boy. And uh, they're all like, yeah, he made it. He's not slowing down. 
Because why he's would just, he? He he. Well, they don't realize he's unconscious and his suit's depowered. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's just in sense. he's just in like, free yeah, fall. That's, that's how gravity yeah, works. Dude's yeah. in free fall. Yeah, he's just in free fall, and they so think, Thor's gonna fly. Yeah, up to Thor's catch like him. twirling his hammer, and then Hulk goes and jumps up. Breaks through a building, grabs him. Christian's hand motion for Thor twirling his hammer is not a euphemism. <laughs> Jesus. You don't do that near your waist. <laughs> That's That's what I did the last time. Uh, imagine, imagine being Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and having to do like the the live action motion for that as they CGI'd in Mjolnir spinning really fast after that. It's just you doing this with your hand. I, yeah. I I think you know what motion we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, he's about to go up there and catch Iron Man when Hulk jumps in out of nowhere. Breaks through a building, grabs him, yep. jumps down, puts him down. Uh, I, Captain America, I think, maybe Thor? Thor tears off his okay, like, Thor mask, tears face off the plate. face plate, and he's unconscious. They're all looking at him, and then Thor wakes him up and powers the suit back on with the power of no no, no. hulk wakes yeah him up. that's hulk what i roars and it makes yeah. him like <gasps> hulk wakes him up and repowers the suit with which, the power of yelling which was improvised by uh uh mark ruffalo during his motion capture mm, nice. and roaring to to wake up tony stark and they decided to nice. make that how he woke up tony stark pops up starts talking about shawarma you know yeah, he's like, let's go get shawarma after. And they're like, everything. well, we got one more thing to do. Yeah. All the aliens, all the aliens die when the nuke goes off. They all oh, yeah. just stop. conveniently they all just shut yeah. down. Yeah, like very droids. much an episode one droid army scene. It yes. is absolutely. Uh, and then the next shot we see Loki's is Loki waking, waking up, up, and he looks after up. his ass beating by Hulk. Yeah, and you see the classic shot of the Avengers all standing there with Hawkeye in the front, pointing his bow right at his face. This is like the third group assembled shot yeah. in this movie and loki just looks at them and says i think i'll take that drink now he says it with a texan accent does he apparently. say it well this was like tom hiddleston this was tom hiddleston playing hank williams jr right oh no this is avengers 2 oh so he's playing james Ultron. spader he's not in this movie oh, man but yeah, he looks at them and he's like, I'll take that drink now. <coughs> and then the music starts playing and uh, the forgettable music starts playing. Yeah, it's talking about um, it's Maria Hill talking to Nick Fury, I think. Yeah. About I mean, where are they? Where what, are they now? Yeah. What What if we need and them? the and World Council is talking yeah. to him, too. She's Maria Hill says it's what just kind of a montage of like we're closing this movie up. Mm-hmm. Captain America rides off. Uh, News reports. Stan Lee's cameo. Stan Lee's yes. cameo. Superheroes in New York. Some kids talking about like Green Monster, and he's getting real into it. One guy's getting a, a Captain America shield mm-hmm. tattooed on his a shoulder. A waitress who uh, Captain America saved earlier in the movie is looking at. Apparently, the she had a bigger scene or a bigger part, but it was cut out. Yeah, I don't. I, I get why. She was unnecessary. Yeah. So she, I'm fine she with looks it. She at was. the screen during her cele- her interview and she goes, Captain America saved my life. She is overacting the shit out of this part, too. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely. like, it's supposed to be a news interview and she's very much actressing it. Captain out. America. Captain saved America my saved my life. I know. It's like she's the reporter at the end of Spider Man 3. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> that woman killed herself. 
I already pointed that out. That's my thing to point out. Oh, she killed herself. Sorry. But uh, yeah, it's just a closing montage. Uh, Bruce and Tony drive off together. Wink, wink. Uh, Tony's wearing this suit and sneakers, which God. if you ever see that in real life, you're always like, oh, what a oh, douchebag. this guy. Thor and yeah. Loki are standing there together. Loki's got this Oh, thing. some guy was also has... on the news. Some guy was getting his facial haircut like yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah, Loki, Loki's got Loki a is... Hannibal Lecter mask over his mouth. Yeah, and he's okay. wearing Asgard handcuffs. This is yeah. my sky poem. This stupid mask he's got over his mouth. It's like a... It's like a, a a gag, like, like a, a ball, ball gag. gag. Yes. That one is that, that not a euphemism, just a thing that exists. It's just the way it is, yeah. yeah. It looks so stupid, and they don't explain it at all. Yeah. There is a funny scene, though, of uh, Black Widow whispering to Hawkeye, and he just smiles. You don't know what she says, but he's looking at Loki with no, the ball you've got gag. That, you've got that backwards. It's Bill Murray saying it to Black Widow. Bill Murray whispers in Black Widow's ear and then leaves oh, Japan. Oh, that's right. And we don't know what he said. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, I don't Rose know. Rosebud is what he said. He Rosebud. Said Rose Rosebud. No one was in the room, but he said it, and we know that he said it somehow. <laughs> um, it's shown Loki and Thor leave using the Tesseract. I don't remember when. Then the movie did. ends. It just ends. Yeah, everyone goes their separate way with Nick Fury saying they'll come together when we need them again. That's oh, and that's a stupid ends. line, too. Yes. She's how like, how do know? you how do you know they'll come together? Because we'll need them to. <laughs> this like, is the cell number for anybody. This is Spider Man from the seventies, I believe. Yeah. Oh god. It's simple. I believe. <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the movie ends. We get our first stinger, which is the other, the alien who was talking to Loki. First stinger. Yeah. First end credit scene. All these movies have all had in credit scenes. No, he means in this movie. Yeah, the first one in this movie, you jackass. I thought you were saying of all of them. I'm like, what are you talking about first stinger? We get the first stinger of this movie, Ren. Okay. And it's the other talking to somebody. We don't know who. And he said, he's talking about how formidable the humans have proven to be. And he says, to battle them would be to challenge death. To challenge or to court to court death. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't very important because the guy he's talking to turns his head to the side and you see it's Thanos who Who's looks big stupid. And well, that's because it, I mean, this was just tacked on at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I know, but he it was looks, played by a stunt man, but it looks dumb. Yeah, I it agree. Looks stupid. Uh, Thanos, of course, in the comics, having a relationship with death or wanting to have a relationship, uh, with death. the embodiment of death. Whatever. <sighs> so hot lady death. Kiss my ass. Lady Deathstrike. Uh, so this was the very first taste of the MCU, or the very first taste of Thanos in the MCU, which blew a lot of people's minds at the time because we never thought something like this would happen. <laughs> and at we this were surprised point in time, the Avengers happened. As of this recording, we're gearing up for Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah. The first movie with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet like, Yeah, he's going to be showing up on Earth finally in person. To kick some Avenger ass. Yeah, I'm very excited for that movie. We're all excited. I feel anyway, like I'm a little more. Um, we get our second stinger, which is just shawarma. the shawarma scene. It's just the Avengers together eating food yeah. quietly. And then the movie's over. We did it. Apparently, we did it. Uh, That's phase one. Apparently, Chris Evans had already grown a beard for his next yeah, role. Yeah, he's wearing a... I think his and next so, role was Snowpiercer, so too. So he's... 
filmed with his fist up by his face and they put like prosthetic prosthetics around up here to and disguise that he's got a beard. Uh, that's the end of the movie. That's so it. yeah. Who's going first on your best? Uh, no, no, no. I think we need uh, I think we need a drinking game and uh, oh. I think we need a Danny. That's true. <coughs> I don't think the waitress gets the Danny. No, I, I think, oh, I, I, no, think I, I know who gets the Danny. I think he's uh, old. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, you're damn right. Gets the Danny. You're damn right, he does. He deserves it. He does. I love that man. Let this be the the last award for Harry Dean Stanton. Um, I don't have a drinking game written for this one. Um, I was too concentrated on taking notes for drink, two and a half hours. Drink every time there's a trailer shot of all the heroes posing in some way. That's two or three right Ooh, there. Yep. Drink every time Captain America says suit up. That's three or four. Finish your drink Ooh. for the Stan Lee cameo. Of course. course. Always. Naturally. Uh, yes. Drink every time um, Thor summons lightning to Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Drink every time Loki talks about how powerful he is. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get drunk. Drink every time Loki uses an illusion. At boat. Finish your drink for Phil Coulson's death. R.I.P. In fact, yep. waterfall for Phil Coulson's yeah. death. Yeah. Uh, I think well, that's enough. He's not, no, dying, and then we cut away, and then he's dying some more. So, so. waterfall twice. <laughs> Boy. Respect <laughs> the Coulson. Yeah. Uh, look, normally I'm concerned about uh, our impact on, on you, our dear listeners. Uh, not this time. I'm concerned about Phil Coulson. Take drink a, a lot. Take a drink for every time Hawkeye shoots an arrow. No. Take a, take a drink for every time Hawkeye does something that's really of use in this movie. That's oh, that's no drink. Oh, is that zero drinks? That's zero. Yeah, oh. I think that is. Okay, I think that's a good enough drinking game. <laughs> sure. That's like seventy-eight. As rules. we've murdered our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do our best and worst. I'll go last. Um. I'll go first, I guess. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Uh, my best is Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. It's his first time, uh, coming in playing the part, and he really does just like fit right in. Feels like he's been here all along, um, and he's fantastic. Oh yeah, Hulk absolutely. steals the show in this movie. Yeah, absolutely, he does. A lot of that is totally credit to Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. especially because he did the mocap and the voice work and everything. Yeah, I and mean, the mocap is great. This is the f- oh yeah, this is the first Hulk that is purely the Bruce Banner actor's Hulk. And there's no Lou Ferrigno at all. You say that like it's a good thing. It kind of is a good you thing. You just said that that was a good thing. It is. <laughs> what about you, Jakey Pooh? Uh, my best is Captain America. I get that. Um, I think... America! Hell yeah! yeah. Gotta censor ourselves for the podcast! <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's... Uh, I think that he plays the part of a Boy Scout well, but even here, uh, whenever later on, whenever he's opposing the Sokovia Accords... Uh, you see a little hint whenever he's on, uh, whenever he's on the helicarrier of like that, that questioning legitimate authority mm-hmm. if that legitimate authority is doing something bad. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I and that. so I think that I think his characterization all throughout is pretty flawless, and all throughout you can get the real sense that he's concerned about the greater good, no matter what. You know what I mean? Yep. He's, I mean, he's concerned about civilians, he's concerned about people, but ultimately he wants that goal to be achieved. And Chris Evans, man, he sells it. Mm-hmm. He sells it so hard. And, uh, you know, seeing Chris Evans, the first role I ever saw him in 
was uh, uh, Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four. And so I never thought that I could get that kind of range from it's Chris. It's true. I yeah. never thought that I could get that kind of range from him, uh, aside from seeing Captain America. But, um, You're telling me the dude from Not Another Teenage Movie is teen a phenomenal movie. Teen movie. Oh, teen movie. It's been a while. Leave me alone. Stupid ass. But yeah, that that like <laughs> conflicted Boy Scout thing that he's got going on, perfect. Absolutely. I love it. I 100% agree. Um, my my best was Mark Ruffalo. Uh, basically, for all the same reasons Ren had. I remember. You can't steal my answer. It's uh, shut up. We've been doing that for weeks. I've I've seen. I remember the first time I saw this movie, thinking Mark how awesome Mark Ruffalo was. I didn't give a shit about the Hulk. Do the really. Ruffalo. The Do Ruffalo. the Ruffalo. I'm always angry. <laughs> always angry. That's right. Oh, Ren and I have angry. a song about Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Man, we need to start um, introducing some character jingles to these. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Jacob. I I love Chris Evans. He's I've I mentioned on the Captain America episode that he's my favorite part of the MCU. But I had already seen him play this role before. And to see Mark Ruffalo, like Ren said, step in and feel like he'd been there the whole time and to fill Ed Norton's shoes so well, I I loved it. I loved Mark see, Ruffalo. See, I actually I saw the Avengers before I saw Captain America, mm. actually. I so feel, I just didn't I didn't have an idea of how he could of how powerfully he could act. Yeah. I, get I that. feel like we're all gonna have the same worst. I feel like we might. Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah. Yep. Always yep. Jeremy Renner. Don't get me wrong. I love Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Yeah, in later he's fantastic. Movies. He looks like he's worked out quite a bit for this role, but man, he is just he's, he's, he's got nothing, nothing to do. He's, yeah, he's just here in this movie. And he's he's, wo- he's pretty wooden throughout, you know what I mean? It's like, he, well, I guess we'll make him mind controlled and evil. Yeah, I don't I think it's not just the writing, but honestly his performance, it's real lackluster, you know? I yeah. think uh, Joss Whedon honestly just didn't want uh, uh, Hawkeye in the movie at all because it just feels like he just tacked him on at the end because Marvel was like, hey, you have to have Hawkeye. And Jeremy Renner, yeah, he really doesn't sell it as much as he needs to. Yeah. It's like he thought, oh, I was in Thor already. Like the yeah. fans already know I'm it's, here. When you're playing, when you're playing a, a superhero that doesn't have the star power that uh, Iron Man has Captain America has or the, the superpower. Mm-hmm. You know what? But you know what I mean. Whenever you yeah. have the name recognition, you don't have the fan base already. You have to be a standout character. Yeah, absolutely, you have to be. Otherwise, there's and no Hawkeye reason for you like, to be there. In the comics, I think Hawkeye is kind of more of the Tony Stark. He's spitball and humor. Yeah, he's and joking stuff. and funny and stuff, which you get a lot more of in Age of Ultron. And you Civil do. War. In this, he's just like serious yeah. agent. One of my Who favorite cares? characters in the MCU, my least favorite character of this movie, bar none. Yes. Bar none. All right, let's do our recasts. Recasts. All right. I guess I go first. Go ahead, Ren. Uh, for Dr. Selvig, we uh, we waited for this movie to recast him. I went with Reese Ifans. I do not know who that is. It's Risa Fons. Show okay. some respect. He played the lizard in the Amazing oh, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, it's good. He was my pick for uh, uh, Doctor Zola. Yep, that's why I smiled and was like yeah. pointing at you whenever you said that. Um, yeah, he's just uh, he's a Swedish actor, mm-hmm. and he's very fitting for a role like this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for Maria Hill, I went with Maggie Q, who is an Asian actress. Yeah. I feel like we need some more uh, minority representation in these movies for sure. I feel that. And um, 
Anyway, she always plays kind of a kick-ass girl in everything that she shows up in. And so, uh, yeah, that's my choice for her. Uh, for Coulson. Oh, no, oh boy. This was, this was a big one. This was very hard to choose someone who's likable, but is also very much just like a kind of a plain guy at the same time. Uh, someone that would break people's hearts to see die. And so I went with Sean Astin. Oh, man. How good. Right? I love Sean Astin. I was Astin. very close to choosing someone else. I won't say who just yet, just in case it's one of y'all's. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Sean Astin just has that perfect Coulson quality. Absolutely. It's very likable. Charming favorite guy. part of Lord of the Rings, favorite part of uh, Stranger Things season two. Yes, and Stranger Things season two was obviously yeah, a big part of absolutely. that season. Absolutely. I love yeah. that pick. Yeah, I love it. I It's, it's <laughs> nobody I would have thought of, and that's why I love it so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for Nick Fury, I feel like for me it's important for uh, I'm a minority to be in charge of this entire team of white people. Like... <laughs> One's green, you every, asshole. Every single one of them are white. And so to have just another white person in charge, it's like, man, there's just no representation at all for me. So uh, I wanted someone who's about the same age so he could have like the age authority over people. Yeah. And also is serious enough, but has a, a lighter side too. Mm-hmm. And I, so I went with Denzel Washington. Oh, that's good. He's yeah. about... That age, he's he's in his sixties now. I can see Denzel Washington saying pretty much every line in this movie, which is good. Yes. Boy, he don't look like he's in his sixties. No, he looks. He yeah, looks he great. looks great. Um, anyway, I feel like he brings that uh, authoritative, but still like friendly aspect of yeah. a lot of roles, and uh, mm-hmm. he'd be great. And finally, for Hawkeye, I went with Aaron Paul. Ooh, oh. that's that's a real hawk guy. Hawkeye, like the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Like, I can see him playing that character. Who? Uh, Matt Fraction uh, wrote arguably the best Hawkeye run in a long, long time. Oh, okay. He was, fans call him Hawkeye because he's just a dude. He lives in an apartment in Brooklyn. He's more of a vigilante. Uh, I see. But I can definitely see that. Yeah, he's just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's Aaron Paul. I just thought... We need somebody who's got some distinct personality in this role. Yeah. And Jeremy Renner doesn't quite deliver. Uh, and everything that happens with this character in the future, I could totally see Aaron Paul doing all that too. So, mm-hmm. All right. Those are my choices. Perfect. All right, man. I am real. I'm feeling a lot less confident about pretty much all of my choices now. Good. <laughs> all right. So for Dr. Selvig, uh, I chose uh, Ian Holm, who... Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I just hate Ian that. Uh, Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Scary he's, Bilbo. Yeah, he's a little old. Uh, he's a little older. But I, I didn't think that was so much of an issue. Doctor Selvig doesn't have like a slotted. Um, he doesn't have really have a slotted age range. As yeah, he's he's older, older than middle aged is pretty yeah, much. Yeah, Doctor Selvig doesn't really need to have. Yeah, and so I think that Ian Holm, you know, of course he's got great, <laughs> he's got great, great experiences playing. Uh, playing good characters, nice characters, like essentially good characters who are controlled by forces they really don't understand. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, I, I have a soft spot for Ian Holm. He's got such a kindly face. And I think especially in the 
uh, in the vein of Dr. Selvig, I think that's perfect because uh, the actor playing him now, super kindly face, and he just seems good. You know what I mean? Man, yeah. have you, looks good. Have you seen Alien? Y- y- yeah, I've seen Alien. Do you is remember he, him in that movie? Is no. he in Alien? Yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I will not. I, then I won't say anything. Don't say okay. I want to see it. I'll, I'll uh, watch Alien. And as we'll someone, get back to you. I just watched Garden State recently. Zach yeah. Braff's directorial yeah. debut. Yeah. He plays Zach Braff's dad in that mm-hmm. movie. As someone who's just seen him play more of a mellow role that isn't Bilbo Baggins, I absolutely love that pick. Cool. Love it. Okay. The, they get worse from here. All okay. right. Uh, for Maria Hill. 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 For Maria Hill. Hill. Sorry, I'm in Texas, y'all. Okay. For Maria Hill, I chose uh, Amber Tamblin. She, Amber Tamblin's getting a little. She's getting a little older now. Uh, Christian's looking her up. I recognize her. She's um, not. I wouldn't say she's. She's. Old, she's getting though. no, but she's. She's not as. She's not as young anymore. <laughs> but I think that's fine. Um, I think Amber Tamblin. She's got. Uh, I mean, you know, of course, she's pretty and everything, which is all important for a Joss Whedon movie. Ren doesn't think so, but whatever. Uh, but more importantly, I think Amber Tamblin. She's got kind of like. Uh, She's she's got a right hand man kind of look to her face to me, and she's got she's got authoritative eyes, she's got an authoritative face, and that's important for me. And and also, I just like her as an actress. She was kind of a she was kind of a a softy pick for me, but it was it was it's difficult Maria to cast. Hill. Yeah, oh. it was difficult to cast that because I uh, I don't know much about that character. So Doctor Masters. Yes, yes, okay. from House. From yeah. House. Yes. Okay, dude, she's only like thirty four. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was getting up there. No. Um. All right. Oh, I I hate myself for this pick. Uh, so for Phil Coulson, this was hard. I chose Gary Cole. Do you know who that is? Yes. I know you know. Who, no. I know you know who that is. That's fine. Uh, I chose Gary Cole mostly because uh, I think a big part of Phil Coulson for me is that he looks yeah. like he looks like my friend's dad. Yes, he plays Phil Lumberg in Office Space or Bill Lumberg in Office Space. That guy, he's oh, aged okay. fantastic. Yeah, though. he really has. He's he's that movie handsome. was like twenty years ago, and he's he looks got, the same to me. He's got that look like Phil Coulson. The part of his charm is that yeah, he looks kind of droll, and I think that Gary Cole definitely has that same kind of like oh ho hum kind of thing going on well, about him. And he's got good like comedic chops too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Harvey Birdman. The quips, yeah. yeah the, Har- the, Har- Harvey Birdman. He's the dad in Talladega Nights. Yeah, the the quips. I think the little tiny quips that come from Coulson, like the smug, uh, self satisfied kind of things. I think he'd do fantastic at. And yeah, I don't hate that at fan, all. And where he's fangirling over Captain America, I think Gary Cole could do a spectacular job at that. Oh yeah. I yeah. Get all that. Um. All right. So for Nick Fury, um, I. I tried to pick a more comics-accurate pick, although I agree with Ren uh, that I hate the idea that this movie is very low uh, in minority representation, and I think that that's a stupid trend. It doesn't get a whole lot better as the movies go on. No, it really doesn't. (laughs) White Uh, people in America save the world. (laughs) Anyway, uh, for Nick Fury, I chose Pierce Brosnan. Um, largely because Pierce Brosnan, to me, he looks a lot like Nick Fury from the comics, especially as he gets older. Um, Pierce Brosnan, he has, I mean, you know, he has those kind of like, um, he has the ability to be serious. He has the ability to be commanding in a role. Um, he's got a very like strong looking face, but then I think that during the parts where, where Samuel L. Jackson is playing things a little more like, 
loose and not quite funny, but almost funny. I think that Pierce Brosnan could bring some of like his kind of smarmy, like smirky kind of humor that he's done well at. I, I that I struggled a little bit there, but I like it. I don't I'm happy Pierce with Brosnan. it. I'm happy with it. Um, all right. Uh, for Hawkeye, uh, I picked him for how he was written. I Hawk, hate how Hawk guy. I hate how he was written. I hate how he was portrayed. Uh, so I picked uh, Ian Summerhalder. Ian Summerhalder. Boone from I Lost. I picked Boone from Lost. <laughs> the dude from the Vampire Diaries on the CW. I didn't know he was from the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I just know him from Lost. Man. I don't. I don't know who this person you is. You have on. got to really, really, really hate Hawkeye. Oh I, man. I think I to think pick Ian's, I think Ian Summerholder's a good looking guy. I think he's a okay actor. He's a decent actor. And I don't I think, think that's he, all you need to be for Hawkeye. I don't and know. And not to mention Ian Summerholder, uh Hawkeye has got he's got piercing eyes. Ian Summerholder, Nat, of course, he's got that. You know, cuz he's got super super blue eyes. Um but I I think he's got good acting chops. Not great, maybe, but you don't need great acting chops to read this dialogue as it's written. I hate him in Lost, man. Really? I love him in Lost. I hate Boone. I love Boone. Boone's a whiny little bitch. I love Boone. I think you're wrong. Boone deserved to die. Spoiler alert for season one of a show from 2004. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Okay, who are yours? All right, go ahead. Just get past that one, Uh, I guess. For Selvig, we started with Selvig, right? Okay. For Selvig, I went with a Swedish actor. Ren's going to think I chose him today because we were talking about a movie he's in. I went with Peter Stormare. Oh. Or Storm, Stormar? Or I, don't, I don't know how you Stormare, say his name. Stormare, I think. Stormare. Uh, yeah, he's in Fargo. He's in... Uh, he's creepy as shit and everything. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. And I honestly oh, feel man, like... Oh, man, I could totally see him playing up this like, yeah. mind control business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think he's a great actor. He's uh, the devil in Constantine. Yeah, he's uh, he's the cosmonaut in Armageddon. For all my peeps who like watching yeah. bad movies, he's a man of many nationalities in yeah. movies. But he's <laughs> Swedish. Like inherently, he's a Swede. And I think he's. I thought a great he was actor. German. No. Huh. No, I found him because I googled Swedish actors. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. And, uh, I mean, he is a great actor, and I really feel like he could bring a good uh, oomph to Selvig that I feel like is sort of missing in Stellan Skarsgård's uh, interpretation. And I just really like him. For, who do we do next? Maria Hill? Yes. Okay. For Maria Hill, I went with Mandy Moore, which... I like it. Womp, womp, I love it. Womp. I don't care what Ren says. Womp, I like womp, it. womp. Have you? Okay, look. Mandy Moore is a lame actress. Don't get me wrong. Two years ago. Also, like, serious authoritative person? Mm-hmm. No. Dude, two years ago, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Oh, but you've watched that stupid show. This Is Us is phenomenal, and she is <laughs> so good in it. Don't listen to Ren. She is You're so right. good. You're right. I love Mandy Moore. I had Anne Hathaway at first, but Meh. then I decided, no. Man, I, th- I, honest to God, I feel like Mandy Moore could do it. She's a great actress. Two, like I said, two years ago. Now. Yeah. She's a great actress now. Yeah. Two years ago, completely on your side. Hate Mandy Moore. But since she's been in This Is Us, she's made me cry. She's made me laugh. Honestly, she deserves an Emmy. She's fantastic. Uh, I've never seen that show. I know. But... For Phil Coulson, 
I went with someone a little off the beaten path. I went with an actor named Blair Underwood. I don't know if either of you guys know who he is. I recognize the name. He played I the... I think p- I'm thinking of Claire Underwood from House of Cards because I also think I recognize the name, but I don't. He played uh, the president in a short-lived TV show called The Event. Uh, he played Ming-Na Wen's husband on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the later seasons. Played uh, whose husband? Ming-Na Wen. She voiced Milan. She plays Agent Melinda May. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. But I thought of this as not just a character that I think could play the Coulson from the movies, which I really think he could, but someone who would go on to be the lead in their own TV show, like okay. Clark Gregg did. And he was already on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was great in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I could totally see him as Agent Coulson. Nice. That's my minority pick. I told all the guys. That's my I had, minority pick. <laughs> I told, I told that's everyone. Your token, that's your token minority. Shut sure, up. I've, I got it over with. Shut up. All right, now on to the actors, hyphen Christian. Shut up. I think Blair Underwood's a great actor. For Nick Fury, I went with George Clooney. Because George really? Clooney, yeah, he's a great actor. Everyone knows who George Clooney is. He's a phenomenal actor. You've he played seen Batman. Him. Well, okay. And that was his biggest role. Leave him alone. The, uh, his best role. Leave him alone. He's a great actor. If you took George Clooney, like especially George Clooney from, he hasn't aged very much. So if you took George Clooney from, say, Oh Brother, War Art Thou and just dyed his hair a little bit, he looks like Nick Fury to George me. Clooney has aged a ton. He's just aged his face hasn't aged like yes, at it all. Has. Not, it's just aged wonderfully. It if it's aged, it's he's aged. aged go- he's just incrementally the beautiful man. Yeah, that- I, you dye his hair, give it that more salt and pepper thing. Comic book white Nick Fury has. He looks like Nick Fury to me. I can easily imagine him chomping on a cigar and giving orders to the Avengers. Yeah. No question. If you're gonna cast a white Nick Fury, George Clooney is the route to go, in my opinion. I could see that. And for Hawkeye, and I'm expecting to get some flack for this. Welcome from to my life. Especially Ren, but I stand by this pick. I went with someone I could see as playing family man Hawkeye from the movies, granted with slightly younger children, or Hawkeye from the comic books, my favorite version of Hawkeye. I went with Zac Efron. Zac uh, Efron is an actor who is phenomenal, but is consistently. Don't even you, say that that I guy is a phenomenal you. actor. He is a great actor who is consistently cast in garbage. No, he's a garbage actor who's cast in garbage where he belongs. No, absolutely he's not. He's in shape and he's I got 100% blue eyes, disagree. And that is the only reason I think pay to he see would be great stuff. as Hawkeye because I think he's a good actor who is consistently cast in bad projects. No. Yes. I stand by that. Don't get me wrong. Things like Baywatch and things like that. He's horrible in those. Dirty Grandpa. He's bad in those. But, okay, Charlie St. Cloud. Uh, Horrible movie. uh, Horrible movie. uh, Horrible movie. Don't don't keep that movie in your utility belt of reasons. Shut your... Oh, my God, pretty little liars. That was like a month ago. Oh, my God, DJ Qualls. Months and months ago. DJ Qualls. You I don't would get take to DJ shit. Qualls as Loki over Zach F. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I, Bullshit. I stand by this 100%. As a family man? I what are you talking about? As, I, you, you, I can as be, a family son, maybe. He's in his 30s. <laughs> he doesn't I can, look it. it doesn't wasn't he matter. just in a movie called 17 again? <laughs> in 2010. 
Oh, okay. Eight years ago. Okay. Eight years ago. So I that will makes give you. Him I'll throw you a bone. I'll throw you 26. a bone. Twenty-six. I am fine. I think Zac Efron could play Hawkeye in this movie just as well as Jeremy Renner played Hawkeye in this movie. And that's all the bone I'm throwing you. Fine. Fine. I stand by this pick. <laughs> if you guys want to count this as my one bad pick over this whole podcast, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm gonna but have to I go back and listen to some previous episodes. I stand yeah, by too. Your Wait, what was more. your Maria Hill again? Mandy Moore. Fuck. Yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm fine with Mandy. F you. F you. <laughs> F you. F this. All right. Now we Let's did something. Rate this bad boy. Well, no, we're not done. We got to announce like the official Avengers cast list now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, as uh, and because we'd already cast the core Avengers in uh, earlier episodes, we decided to take our favorite pick from each episode and cast them. Yeah, so, of the three of us. Make sure yeah. to read who cast them so people know that I cast stuff well sometimes. I will. Hmm. For Black Widow, we went with Ren's pick, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. For Hulk, we went with my pick, Joshua Jackson. For Thor, we went with Jacob's pick, Charlie Hunnam. For Iron Man, we went with Jacob's pick, Timothy Oliphant. And for Captain America, we went with my pick, Garrett Hedlund. Love it. And so our core Avenger group is played by Garrett Hedlund, Timothy Oliphant, Charlie Hunnam, Joshua Jackson, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and if I had my way, Zach Efron. Aaron Paul. Yeah, absolutely. I think Aaron Paul's a better pick. <laughs> that is but, a better pick. It's a better pick. But I still stand by. I still stand by Zach Efron. All right, let's rate it and get done. Oh, where's my rating on here? Oh my gosh. Either way, I know what I'm rating it. Okay, what what do you rate it? Nine out of ten. Um, I think when I first saw it, I would have given it a ten out of ten just because of how well all the movies were brought together. Oh yeah. Very very well. Uh, but there this time around I could see like a little bit more stuff I didn't quite agree with like the Chitari are just nothing they they have no real uh they're cannon fodder yes that's that's all they are mm-hmm. and Hawkeye doesn't have anything to do in this movie um but for the most part it's it's so well brought together and recapping other movies and everything they mm-hmm. they do a great job it's totally coherent it's it's fine it's great I would say, for me, this movie um, gets a 9 out of 10 only because I don't like Hawkeye. I don't like Jeremy Renner. I don't like, I don't like either. I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like him to begin with, but I gave him a chance here, and he completely blew it. And it wasn't just him. It was Joss Whedon. It was all the writers, all the producers involved. They squandered that character. They mm-hmm. squandered his plot line. That subplot, it's completely unnecessary, and they devoted way too much time to it, and I hate it. I hate every simpering second of it. However, the rest of the movie is damn near flawless as far as I'm concerned. When I'm taking it, uh, when I'm taking it considering the time that it came out, the lack of precedent that came out before it in a movie like this, I can't hate it as much as I would like to. As many things as I can nitpick, they don't pull me out of the movie. You know, They don't pull me out of the movie like Hawkeye does. So, yeah, 9 out of 10 for me. Easy. This one, for me, was also a 9 out of 10. Uh, specifically for me because of Hawkeye, uh, the Chitari. Uh, I felt like the scene on the helicarrier dragged on just a tad bit too long. Just a hair. Like downtime. Yeah. And then uh, the cheap-looking space set. 
Mm. But I mean, other than those are very, very minimal things. I was, this is one of my all time favorite movies. I think it's one of the most important movies of the last 15 years. I love this movie so much. Beautiful. All right. Justin, Uh, do you want to? Yeah. Do it. I think we're done. With uh, the MCU phase yeah. one, phase one, phase one, phase we're done. one. This Over. has been a fun uh, few week long journey. I know I'm tired of getting a bunch of pretty good movies, or at least at the very least, pretty good movies. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm, I'm I'm happy we're getting those over with because now we get to get to the real. Oh shit. yeah. The um, real shit. Oh, man, we've got some garbage coming Look, up, guys. We, uh, Big old garbage bags. We came to a decision that we were sick and tired of on our recasts, the women being the least important character in the movie. <laughs> so we're going to watch. So we we're going to do a block of three movies where the women are the most important characters in the movie, for better or for worse. And you know what? It's still going to be pretty insulting. It yeah, will be. It is. Yeah. Except, for, except for the last one. We'll oh, that's there. right. That's right. Yeah. We'll get okay. there. Yeah, I don't think there's any shame we'll in naming the movies. Uh, we, I don't want to name them. Okay, yeah, fine. Let them, we let, them, let them sit in silence. We'll, okay. When you see our Facebook cover photo change, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. All right. Uh, thank you for going along on this five, six movie. Magical journey. Yeah, this, this MCU journey with us. Let's see. Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man, Hulk, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2, 2 Thor, Thor, Captain, Captain America, America, The Avengers. Yeah, yeah this six-movie-long six journey. Uh, we oh, look Hawkeye, forward. Hawkeye, the movie, and oh, Black Widow, Black the Widow, movie. Black Widow, the Nick Fury movie. Agent Hill, the movie. Yeah. Can't wait for that Selvig, one. the movie. <laughs> That's just... Not to watch mention so all of the Brazzers parodies. Well, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man. okay, Countless. Selvig's Brazzers oh, parody... Spoiler alert, that's what we're doing next. Selvig's uh, Brazzer parody is just Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. <laughs> they even got Stellan Skarsgård back. <laughs> Go watch it. If you see Shia LaBeouf's dick, it's awesome. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not. But, yeah, thank you for coming along with this. I don't think there's a movie in here... Any of us rated too low? I know Jacob gave a 3.5 to Thor for some reason. I hate it. But, uh, yeah. I gave Iron Man 2 a 5. Yeah, I think other than Jacob's 3.5. that's pretty generous. Yeah, 5 is probably the lowest we went. back. And let's get into some 1s, some 2s, and some 3s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next week. All right, yeah. Hey, make sure you haven't liked our Facebook page you haven't followed us on twitter or instagram make sure to do that ass ass i keep saying ass at shf podcast god that's hard to say um make sure uh we uh we have a patreon page set up that i now have linked to our facebook do we have any mm. uh like what do they get do uh, we have anything well, yet okay. well so we are thinking about releasing some uh, pretty exclusive content uh, I know we had uh, an idea of recording a lot, like a running commentary of a movie while we were watching it, uh, mm-hmm. just different things like that. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, we're never going to release that anywhere else. So that's nope. all for you. We might even put some video stuff on there. Um, if you wanted to ever watch us sitting in my living room, getting progressively drunker, reviewing bad and good movies, you're now able to. Yeah. Um, so make sure to log on there if you're interested in supporting our podcast. Um, our uh, our theme music is uh, Eloise by Royal Headache. Um, we'll have a new episode coming up for you next week, so sit down, shut the hell up, and listen to this ending track. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
He's got that James Dean daydream look in his eyes.